Hi, this is Dennis Kitchen. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Absolutely perfect. Boom. See, got it in one. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's well one. yeah. No, it's the one. It's the one. In, okay. in, in the multiverse, it's one. Yeah. Right. Layers. We'll talk one about plus layers. One plus one. Yeah. Right. Yes. The new maps. Yeah. Exciting. Something. I can do differential <laughs> calculus, no problem. My eighth grader asked me to do math that he's learning with the new maps. I'm like, it's like Sanskrit. It, it's it's ridiculous. I don't. I mean, that's great. If there's other ways to get the answer, by all means, use the method that works best for you. That your brain can can wrap around but to force somebody who's learned it one way to figure this out now it's just just do we get the same answer great that's all let's move on to volume to to problem number two some of my my most egregious parenting moments over the years have been them understandably wanting to ask me because they know i've done a lot of the maths help for help and i look at what they're doing and i can solve it and tell them the answer and they're like right but how did you get the answer and i'm like i can't help you can't die. Whatever way you guys are trying to learn it, I, I cannot. Uh-huh, right. I cannot. It just, it just yeah. is. But I, I can help you out because this Ooh. is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 830. Ooh, it's the Christmas episode of sorts, right? Because Christmas is a couple inches away. We're almost there. And this is the episode before Christmas, and I'm a long-winded Woo. Vince B. If anyone knows about a couple of inches, it's AI. Oh and my God! What the hell is that? My gift? If so, I'm glad I kept the receipt. Well, I'm coming Jesus. for all your schlongs because I'm Turbo Granny. Oh my God! Jesus, what oh. is happening? Yeah. Well, at least he read something good. That's all I can say. <laughs> You're not Turbo Granny, although you do have the same habits. You are. Jason Wood, everybody. Water. Uh, who do I hear? A, a vague, there seems to be someone else with us. Jason, who's here with us? It's like uh, it's like an oversized elf on the shelf just watching us right now. <laughs> for their moment. Is we, he dumb or do we have to read subtitles? That's right. Uh, this Well, listen. So Vince alluded to the fact that this is uh, our pre-Christmas episode, and that is true. But it's also a bit of a long overdue gift to our wonderful patrons. Because one of the many things that we owe our, our our wonderful patrons is every three months they get to have a quorum, like the uh, meeting of the cardinals to oh choose a new pope. Quorum. Only they don't choose a new pope; they choose a theme episode, and we are completely at their beck and call. Whatever they want us to dedicate an entire episode to, that's what we're going to dedicate an episode to. And after a long conclave that lasted like four score. They uh, they came up, the smoke signals, we saw them, we walked out, and we said, what is it? And they said, y'all are going to have a manga episode. All manga, all the time. And we said, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Vince was like, all right, well, it's just another week for me. Dad yep. and I are like, all right, we got to roll up our sleeves. This is some shit for us to do. But we also thought, who could we get to jump in to the episode and add a little extra flavor? And it was actually a very easy choice because – for those of you listening who are on the Slack, you can guess who who's sitting in the fourth chair. If you're not on the Slack, this is a person that has been a longtime friend and fan of the show for uh, for ages and ages. A fellow New Jerseyan, I might add, so you know he's a badass. And he is always 
like like without fail, more than Vince even posting yes. in our manga channel on the Slack where people discuss manga, and uh, that plus he's a huge fan of anime and films in general. Actually, please welcome to the show long long awaited debut of Mr. Mike Del Vecchio. Hey everybody, how's it going? Wow, thank that... you so yeah, thank yeah, you go. so much for having me too. <laughs> that was an awesome intro. Like I think Jason likes you. Listen, Jersey so. represent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh. I got asked earlier today why I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I said it's because he sucks. When, <laughs> yeah, well, that was, yeah. Because when you're from Jersey, it's almost like people from Jersey take ownership of Bruce. And right. I'm like, like, you know. So, but I'll take I'll take some ownership. I'll take some Jersey pride when it comes to Mike. Nice. You know, I think if you cut Mike, there would be no blood and viscera. There would be just like pages of manga, mm-hmm. and it, because you, you nailed it. Yeah, black and white. I love manga, but Mike is like a couple levels above me. He's has read far more than I have. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's kind of just everything I read. It's uh, it, especially because uh, the you know I do Shonen Jump uh, on the app, and it's the best best bang for your buck. It's three dollars a month, and you get literally thousands upon thousands of chapters for free. It's just yeah. <sighs> it's going to be very hard not to uh have this episode be perceived as a you know stumping for shonen jump but it, it, it the proof is in the pudding there's so right. much stuff there and it's even and it's it's going up to like 2.99 a month but big deal that's yeah. still less than most single issue 22 page comics so for sure it, yeah. the, the scales they like they say are unbalanced it is truly ridiculous i mean i uh, I I do not profess to be a ravenous manga reader like like y'all, but that Shonen Jump is still feels like a bargain to me. It's just because it's just this great repository of of so much of of the manga that is top of mind, right? I mean, yeah. so it's it's incredible. I do have one, and Mike might be able to answer this when we get to it. But I, I do have. I, well, all right, I'll ask now before we get. No, we still we 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 have other items to discuss before we get into the deep but i do have a question regarding the app versus the website but vince what are you drinking oh boring stuff i am drinking i have a big ass sam's club diet soda complete with straw and shit and i have another bottle of clear american peach flavored sparkling water beverage it's a water beverage (laughs) so i have boring stuff no alcohol how about you, Jason? Sorry, I was on mute because my dogs were going crazy. Because as I told you guys off air, my oldest son is back for the first time in five months from college, and he, his friends are over, a little reunion, and the dogs are going nuts. But anyway, um, well, that I you know this already, but I uh, I went on a lovely excursion that my wife set up for me on Saturday to celebrate the birthday. And part of it was going to a restaurant we really enjoy, and it's a Greek restaurant. And um, I had a few different Greek wines uh, on Saturday, and one I was particularly taken by. So went to the wine store uh, this week and picked up a few bottles. So I am drinking, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but uh, but go with it, uh, Lira Rakis, so L-Y-R-A-R-A-K-I-S. Agelis, A-G-G-E-L-I-S, Liatico. It's a Greek red blend. 
this is 2018, and it's delightful. It's really, really good, and I highly recommend it. Okay. I might need the name of that. Uh, and you, Mike? Uh, so, uh, when you guys asked me to be on the show, uh, I, you know, I knew I had to bring something big just because, you know, I, I enjoy a good, you know, craft beer and, you know, and some, some bourbon and all that, but I had a, last year for Christmas, my wife, uh, got me this bottle. Uh, it's, uh, a, it's called Fuyu. It's a Japanese whiskey. She got, she got it because the, the label was, uh, really cool. It's a shirtless man with the Oni mask with a big old club facing off against the man-faced dragon and i said well what better thing to bring to a manga episode than japanese whiskey so yes that's what i'm drinking i'm drinking that over a giant cube oh i see the I picture it. of it yeah i, I uh, for, for anyone who's on the slack i, I posted it in the in the, uh, the drinks uh, page just before coming on that's a very well composed shot too yeah a boy look at you yeah very you nice got? michael that is great <laughs> What you got? Um, I, I'm feeling like not under the weather, just not up to snuff. So um, no, no ice, nothing cold. I just uh, I grabbed some um, small batch 1792 bourbon uh, in a glass, and I'm just sipping on that neat just to um, get rid of this chill. And because there's a water main break and. The water pressure slowly was trickling down to nothing, and now it's now it's nothing. So hopefully it'll be fixed soon. But um, I'm just trying to get the chill out of the air, and just trying to um, make sure I don't feel like crap tomorrow morning before I go to work. So yeah, so 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 it's bourbon. Didn't think about the Japanese whiskey, although I don't have much left. But that's that, that's a good call, Mike. Respect. Thank you. Make sure you pee out the window. <laughs> that works. So if I know my buddy Jason, he has questions. Indeed, indeed, I do. And and uh, again, this is going to be all manga centric. And since this is readers, uh, patrons choice, we, we didn't want to, you know, just bring a few manga and talk about them. Because, you know, frankly, we do that often enough, especially Vince. Vince talks about manga at least, I'd say, what, probably 50% of the episodes you've you mentioned a manga? Yeah. A lot. You do it a yeah. lot. And, and, and to be fair, I, mean, I think over the years, Dap and I certainly don't read the anywhere close to the amount of manga that you do. But we talk about it recently. I mean, obviously, in the last month, we've talked about a bunch of different mangas, just as an example. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I have a few questions. First of all, let's start with our guest first. Um, because I've actually, this is something I, I don't know the answer to, and I very much want to. M- Mike, take me through... I mean, you mentioned that you love the app, and I get that. But like, when when did you become an you know an obsessed about manga, and and has it changed? I mean, were you more of an American comics fan growing up? Were you more of an American comics fan like when you started listening to EOC, and and, and or when did you become sort of like whole hog? I'm all about the manga. Uh, I would say I've been probably whole hog ever since actually reading comics because okay. I I grew up. Because uh, I am around the same age as uh, guys like Caleb and Arnie and all that, where our introduction to, probably to a lot of comics is the X Men cartoon, Spider Man cartoon, and all that. So I knew a lot about American comics based through that, but never I, I didn't go to a comic shop because the town I grew up in didn't have a comic shop until I was in high school ish or so. So I had no access to getting 
you know, American comics. But then uh, fast forward to high school and manga was kind of, you know, I went to high school early 2000s. So uh, manga was kind of everywhere, especially with the with the, the, the friends that, that I made there. Um, unfortunately, it was a lot of the gray area scanlation stuff just because, you know, it, it was, again, no, no real way to to, to 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 go get it but then you know um you, you find a few things that you like um and then when you go to things, places like borders books which was had from for what i remember was the first time that you ever see this huge section of manga just wall to wall almost and so you just you, you go there while your parents are you know buying books and all that and you're just reading a, a few things here and there so um and then i guess when I found you guys, I was uh, I had always been into manga, but then because of you guys, I expanded my horizons, you know, uh, trying new things and all that. But I, I don't my manga reading has never really changed from when I started. It, it, it actually, in fact, it, it's probably ramped up now that uh, again the app is so prevalent and it's so much easier to procure manga than it used to be twenty years ago. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um... And it's interesting, too, because the timing is right, because I know we'll probably get into at some point, like the history of manga a little bit. And um, manga's had like two big boom periods in the U.S. Uh, 2004, five was the first. And like you said, it was like every, if you went to the bookstores, it, it was everywhere. Um, and that would coincide with what you're saying. And then now, and the second boom is now. I mean, now manga's more popular than ever here and, and abroad. But uh, all right. So let's let's we're going to save Vince for last on this one, because because he's obviously the manga guy of the three. Um, you know, Dap, again, you and I have read, you know, certainly a lot of manga over the years because um, we just read a lot of comics. But but I would say neither you or I, neither you nor I would would be like profiled as big time manga fans, per se. Like we don't seek it out very often. So do you remember when you first read, uh, you know, manga and, and what it was? Um, and was it before we started doing the show? Yeah. To a degree, I, oh man. Um, the first time I was probably buying um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the manga books that the format, the way we get everything now, um, was probably uh, right before, maybe. I Some of the first things I was buying was, was Monster and Death Note. Um, but before that, there was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't the traditional, traditionally packaged manga like we get here, but, um, what the hell, I'm pretty sure it was first comics events. Was it, was it area 53? What the hell area, was it? Area 88. It was, Eclipse, thank you. That's it. Eclipse comics. Yeah. Right. Okay. It was either Eclipse first, one or the other, but yeah, but that was, that I think was pretty probably the first time i remember buying and reading uh basically an import a a a, a translated um so you're talking 1988 buddy yeah yeah uh but it's not like i so i sought that out and i would read that but it wasn't like it that this is that, that didn't necessarily like take me down a rabbit hole or, or introduce me to to other things and of course i mean you know we would watch we would watch Star Blazers. We would watch G Force. I mean, we would watch anime and versions that, or, or, or at least over here, they were cartoons that were just basically translated for for American audiences. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't until after I 
pretty much met Vince that that I started getting interested in seeking out and looking for actual manga volumes to to sit down and read. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I had a false start with manga without even really realizing it as a genre. Probably like a lot of people our age. I like you. I mean, well, really a lot. I, I was totally into Star Blazers as a kid. Loved it. Still love it. And didn't really connect at all back then that it was. I guess I knew it was. I knew it was Japanese, but it didn't really like dawn on me at the time that it was just sort of the tip of the iceberg and this vast other realm of of comics and cartoons. Um, and then a few years later, by that time, I had a pull list at one at an LCS nearby, and you know I went frequently and and just on a whim. I don't even remember if if, if I jumped in on a conversation or what have you, but. I was probably one of the younger people at the shop that had a regular pull list. And a couple of the older dudes uh, on New Comic Book Day were chit-chatting about stuff. And they were into the gray, the, you know, the gray market kind of stuff. And I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. And they asked me if I liked Star Blazers. And I said, of course. And then they were like, well, you need to read this. And dude had, um, and I know some of these stories you're like, pulled out a penthouse it wasn't a penthouse uh it was uh it was uh it was it was akira akira and he was like this is the best comic ever and of course he called the comic because i was a kid he didn't want and and he gave me the first volume of one of those older versions of the of the and i read it and loved it and then uh i subsequently read a big chunk of akira back then but i didn't really ever like that didn't sort of put me on a path of reading manga and then i, I don't think i read a single page of of manga after that until we started doing the show honestly and and things like um monster and death note and 20th century boys were just hot they were books they were big books of the moment we were certainly at the beginning of the show we were i think probably were more focused at the beginning of of the podcast when we started of, of like the hot books right whatever they were hot we were talking about them a lot and um yeah and i and i jumped into those uh, i think they were all published by viz right and love them and that's that's really it but like i don't I, I definitely put almost the entirety of my interest in manga on the show on our on our show for sure um nice. all right vince you're 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 clearly the most passionate of it for for those that maybe don't remember the conversations we have been going to new york comic-con for since its inception so 15 years and for a big chunk of those years we always make sure on one of the days to head into midtown to book off which is a uh, a store that sells all kinds of things, but it is a primarily Japanese focused store. They have uh, well, it's not true. They have other things, but but one of the things they have is a massive, massive collection of manga, uh, untranslated manga. So they have a really wide range of it. And Vince always will go down there, and at least for a big chunk of those years, just you could spend hours like you're digging through the crates, just looking at stuff and you yeah. pick stuff up. And we'd be like, it's not even you can't even read it. And you're like, it's all right. Uh, I'll figure it out. And um, so you've always been into it. So, 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 why did what? How did you fall in love with manga? Okay, I had an inkling that you'd be asking this question. Okay. So, not only did I pinpoint the exact publication that turned me on to manga, I, while you guys were talking, boiled it down to the exact issue of said Oof. publication. Mm. So. I've talked about this this uh, periodical many, many times. Uh, the lifespan of this uh, 
newspaper was between 1972 and 1976. It was published by Larry Brill and Les Waldstein. They were two art directors. They worked on like Screw Magazine and 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 Famous Monsters and uh, a bunch of different things. But uh, they had a number of editors of the Monster Times and uh, Joe Brancatelli, whose name should ring a bell because uh, if you're a fan of Warren Publications, Brancatelli had his own little spotlight within those magazines. Maybe a one-page thing, the comics, and he would talk about you know popular comics of the time. But despite the name, um, it was called the Monster Times. Despite the name, they would very, very frequently traipse into the comic book world. Uh, Stan and Marvel had a huge presence in uh, the pages of the Monster Times. Um, they would uh, they championed Godzilla. Uh, as we all did in the 70s, right? Uh, but there was articles on, like, space giants and other things. The issue in question is no, issue number 29 from December of 1973. Wow. So that made me eight years old at the time. And uh, it was on the title page. Uh, when The Monster Times was a periodical broadsheet, so they folded it um, twice. No, they folded it once, twice. They folded it twice to get it to be uh, magazine size, but it was like a regular newspaper. And when you opened it up the first time, that would be like your intro page. Well, on issue number 29, the intro page was the OG Common Rider just whipping a, a bad guy uh, at the reader. And then in, the, in, the, in front of it was Ray Harryhausen's, um, you know, the Cyclops from one of the Sinbad movies. But like they, they, all, they, they frequently mixed photos and, and line art. But the thing was, like, I'm looking at this, and the character design for Kamen Rider, I was blown away. And the, the, the villain, I was like, holy crap, it's a bat, crab, walrus-looking thing? And... There were Japanese characters overlaid because it was from a comic. Common uh, writers saying something, and I was like, I don't know what these strange characters like. What is this? And you know, I showed it to my mom, and she's like, Oh, well, that looks like Japanese or Chinese. Because around Christmas time, we always had these little elves that my mother would buy, and it, and I found out through um, careful examination that if you pulled the head off them, that they were full of um, newspaper and the newspaper was uh, Chinese and or Japanese newspapers. I was familiar with the the visual representation of what these little characters were, but I didn't know like where they came from. And it was because of this single image that whenever we would make our frequent trips to New York City, this image got me on the lookout for more of this, right? And I was in in trying to whittle it down to the exact year. I'm thinking, all right, Marvel's Shogun Warriors came out in 79, right? So that's too late because um, I was a fan of Mazinger Z, uh, you know, and the, um, the, the giant robots before Marvel got the book. So there had to be something in between um, that would have revealed these things to me. So every time we went to New York, I would be on the lookout and we would go into, 
sometimes I would go into sometimes shady uh, uh, businesses. If it looked like a newsstand, I would go in. And then I would find uh, cheap uh, anthologies, like less than a dollar, sometimes a dollar. And I couldn't read them. I didn't know what the hell was going on inside of them. But they had giant robots in them. And again, Mazinger Z and and Ray Dean and all these amazing characters. And I couldn't read the stories, but holy shit, did I love the pic- the pictures. And then when Marvel picked up the Shogun Warriors, I knew who they were. I just didn't have names to associate with these characters. And I would thank you very much. But uh, so, yeah, a long-winded way of saying my first exposure to manga was in the Monster Times on December of 1973 and i've been a ridiculous uh fan ever since like uh, the the japanese um out i don't want to say alphabet but japanese lettering instantly imparted a feeling of quality to me like if i saw that on an image i was like okay this is the good stuff i must investigate this further and it's all because of the freaking monster times Number one, you're old. Uh, number two, I know, I know. Yeah, no, no, no. But number two, that's cool. And, and I, yeah, you've never stopped, right? I mean, it's you've been a consistent consumer. Of no, product. yeah. Whenever I found it, I, I would, I don't, I didn't care if it was superheroes or fantasy or or espionage, like Google thirteen or something. Like if if I, again, if it had the Japanese characters kanji on it, I would buy it. Because I thought, wow, this is this is the quality stuff, and more often than not, that turns out to be a, a very correct assumption, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. There you have it. That's the the manga history of Vince B. Does <laughs> anybody <Yeah>. cares? <laughs> oh, people care. Believe me. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Trust. Um, cool. Well, so you know, the thing too is that. Um, like Mike said, it's gener- it like it's interesting because it is generational. I think in terms of who loves manga the most, but I also find it funny that like, and I'm not casting shade, but you're the oldest among us, Vince, and like mm-hmm. you're also passionate about manga. So it's like that that's that's interesting. Like I think there's a window probably that maybe Dapper and I are in the center of where like we didn't quite it didn't quite hit us like in the same way because it wasn't like it wasn't quite big when we were in our nostalgic entry into being a fan of this stuff and then it got big at a point where we were probably more steeled in our ways and not really as as eager to try like new stuff at least for a while you know yeah. again with our with our our palettes re-expanding once we started doing the pod but yeah so. but i mean 1988 was a great year for manga mm-hmm. because eclipse hit hard with the the studio proteus yeah. stuff mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. area 88 um may the psychic girl and Legend of yeah. uh, Kamui was all 1988. And I'm thinking that um, wasn't Akira 88? And so was Appleseed? Yeah, yeah. So it was like 88 was a crazy year <laughs> for like, manga. Yeah. Right. Akira was 84. And then Ghost in the Shell was 88. Because I, when I was doing research, knowing the other stood like those two are credited with the first American explosion because they were because they, because the, the anime also coincided with so it's just that those were the two that really set off Western tastes for for it and got everybody curious about everything else 
and I, I, I'm not I'm not including this because I don't consider it um, manga the way I would like Area Eighty Eight. Um, also because they were just straight, which is appropriate, but they were just straight adaptations of the cartoons. But from Kamiko, I was buying all three of the Robotech series and mm-hmm. from from the beginning. Yeah. So that was. But again, I don't know. I don't think those those stories were published in Japan and then translated here. They were pretty much just straight. I mean, similar to what, you know, I mean, Mike and I could talk about Chainsaw Man, the anime, and, and, and it's pretty much, you know, chapter by chapter of, of, of the manga, but the, um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't consider those Robotech comics manga. If, if I'm wrong, great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to say that, but I don't think they were, I, I don't think they were, reprints or translated mm-hmm. from japan yeah i think nausicaa is 88 too like that is a ridiculous outpouring yeah, of yeah. quality stuff for dirty sure. dirty for pair sure. too which was mm-hmm. yeah. um a manga i guess but yeah yeah so wh- what other questions do you have i know you have more no no uh well i i, I rather than the question i wanted to make the point you know we we understand um it's, it's fitting that the World Cup just wrapped up because uh, I like to poke fun. But the truth is, uh, there's there's never be- better evidence of how um, uh, American centric we a lot of us are. In that, even if you're a big time sports fan, most of us, and again, I'm I'm generalizing here, uh, most of us don't care very much about soccer. But that said, everywhere else on the planet cares about soccer as a sport more than anything else. Like it is the sport everywhere else, but here, right? And for some reason here, we don't really care about it that much. Like some Weird, people right? do, but and and I think there's the same kind of bias, North American bias, with people our age and probably a big cohort of our of our loyal listeners when it comes to American comics versus manga, because it's what we knew first. But uh, and I know I know the people joining me on the pod here all know this, but but for those that don't. Manga as a business, like the, the the selling and reading and publication of manga versus American comics, is insanely bigger business than American comics. Oh hell yeah! Like it's just not even comparable. And so, just I wanted to frame it a bit. So so um, we don't have twenty twenty two numbers yet, right? Because because obviously the year is not quite over. So we'll get those in a couple months. But in twenty twenty one, U.S. comics had their best ever year by far. It was the best ever. Like it wasn't even close. In the U.S., we sold almost $2.1 billion of comics. That That's inclusive of manga. Like, just those people, people in the U.S. spent $2.1 billion on, on comics and related, uh, you know, stuff. Um, which, again, was the, the by far the biggest ever. The, the prior record was $1.6 billion uh, in 1993. The inflation adjusted. So, like, just dwar- it had dwarf- dwarfed it, right? Um, U.S. manga sales were about $400 million of that two two point one billion, so roughly a fifth of all comic sales here in the U.S. were manga last year, um, and and that's in the book market, right? So that's not direct market, but book market. By comparison, <laughs> so remember four hundred million of manga sales last year in the U.S. By comparison, in the U.S. in the book market last year, Marvel sold less than thirty million dollars. So so that manga is twelve to fifteen times larger in the U.S. book market than Marvel comics. Wow. And in DC, 
is better in the book market, but not by much. DC sold 49 million in the book market. So Marvel and DC combined last year in the book market. So again, not direct market. That's its own thing. Sold $79 million worth of stuff, which may seem like a lot. That's really not that much. And that's so so they sold less than a third or less than a fourth of what manga sold in bookstores. So like just in terms of what people are buying and consuming here in the U.S., even though we ourselves are probably much more U.S. comic centric, it's 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 a bit much bigger business. Right Um, now, again, like U.S. comics overall sold two billion. So the direct market still very much skews you know, in the other direction, but, but that just speaks to it. But then take a look at the Japanese market in Japan. Manga last year sold over $6 billion. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So like to put again, so to frame that in Japan, manga sells three times more. They sell three, they consume three times more manga dollars than we in our country consume comic dollars, which includes manga here. And then remember that Japan is 126 million people and the U.S. is 331 million. So roughly speaking, manga is like eight times bigger as a part of their culture in Japan than comics are in our culture. Like eight times. Like that is like people need that is like that is order of magnitude. And like the last point I'll make on that, like to help frame help frame people is that. Comic sales in the U.S. are about 7% of overall book sales. So like market share, right? Like what are people actually when, you, when you're buying something to read? Comics are roughly 7% of what people in this country buy to read. In Japan last year, 41% of all book sales were manga. So, That's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. And like and, – and, and I think – I mean I love the numbers, but I think the important part of that and why I wanted to bring it up to start the conversation is that – when it is ubiquitous, it is a it is not just a niche part of culture. Yes, because of the success of the movies and streaming here, being a comic book fan or loving these characters is no longer odd or taboo. But again, that's because of its success in other mediums. The the people who are still loving comic books were still very much a niche, but. In Japan, it is almost half of books are manga. So it, think about what that means culturally. It means that people just accept this medium as not just something that's okay to read, but it is the preferred way to consume entertainment. And ergo, like it's not like it's it's just at the center of everything. It's accepted. It's beloved. It's covered broadly by reviewers and major publications there's no stigma to it it's not considered oh you know oh that's cool you're reading comics instead of reading books no no it is books there is it is just ubiquitous there are no asterisks right. to manga in japan it is just a massive centerpiece of culture in japan and like that is something i think is very hard for us to understand because even in 2022 soon to be 2023 what we talk about in love most days still is largely a niche thing right and and um my i love japan as much as anybody but it's not just japan uh france italy uh all like the european countries they embrace comics they don't stigmatize it it's always been um regarded as a viable art form like look at the disney can't sell a comic to save their lives in the united states yet donald and mickey are super popular 
in European countries. Uh, so it's it's basically the shithole in which we live. I'm, I'm, I, so I didn't sugarcoat it. it. The United States has always had, uh, always stigmatized comics because where did everybody get their first exposure to comics? In the newspaper. They're regarded right. as disposable, um, you know, oh, I got a chuckle out of it. I mean... That's another thing, because they call them comics. You're supposed to get a a laugh out of them. That's not how it works. But anyway, it's just comics have had a rough road in the United States. Yes, but but like, all right, but you bring up another interesting point, which I was going to talk about later when we, but like, but but since you brought it up, comics as a consumable is where we have veered off because in in our market now, comics are not a consumable. They They are collectible and they only exist. Our, our comics industry only exists now because of that fact, right? Because there's a small number of people like us willing to spend five, six, seven, eight dollars for a single pamphlet. And we protect that pamphlet. We put it in plastic. We put a backing board in it. We put it in long boxes and we archive it. And if it's in really good condition, someone will pay you many, many times what you paid for it if you encase it in plastic, right? Like there's a there is a, a, a collectible element to our industry that is inextricable. Whereas in Japan, where it's much bigger business, it never lost the disposable nature of itself. Right, it right. is considered completely consumable. It's like buying a magazine off the shelf. There is no stigma about buying a, a Tonkaban, reading it, and rolling it up in your back pocket or handing it off to a friend or throwing it out. Like there's no – it is not something – the collectible nature of the actual printed thing. Like there – of course, Japan has plenty of obsession with – licensing and collectibles of the characters but the actual item the book itself there is no romanticism to it as a thing of value the right. value is the story that you're consuming and like that is so different than what we are now but interestingly it wasn't different than how our industry started like the two industries basically started on the same footing and we've evolved into this weird we pay super premium prices to have these precious things because we don't want to, and we don't want to ever to lose any of the conditioning. And and in Japan, where it is widely accepted and massively consumed, it's still just something you buy and enjoy. And then whatever happens to it from there, it doesn't matter. Right. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about was the format. As you said, um, eminently disposable, but the actual physical dimensions of a Tenkoban, brilliant. Because it's exceedingly comfortable. You could hold it in the palm of your hands. You can put it in your back pocket. You can read it on the subway, um, at the lunch table at work, um, on the, on the train coming home. You know, they, they, the, whoever decided way, way, way back that Tankoban would have the dimensions that they do have was an absolute genius because it just lends itself very to to being very easily read and discarded. Now you you look at American comics, where you know eight and a half by eleven sometimes or whatever the physical dimensions are of the the vertical format American comic. Not so easy. You, you're either going to put it under your arm or put it in your your briefcase or bookcase, and it doesn't lend itself as well as a tankabon to just like I'm reading, throw it away, I'm done. And you got to give props to whoever it was that decided the format for uh, uh, the Tankoban. It's just a comfortable experience. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No argument. The the wind could blow. Tankoban be like, uh, I don't care about that wind. You, you know, you put a twenty two page comic in the wind, and you you're not reading it. <laughs> 
this you know, mm-hmm. it's folded yeah. over on itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you're exactly right about the uh, the Japanese perception of the art form. As and and, and Tomio will tell you, they there's not a huge aftermarket for original art. Like they just the, well, there's yeah. no there's no aftermarket. In fact, um, the, there the, it's just a, to your point. There is no. I mean, there is almost no manga art available for purchase because the 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 creators don't there isn't like they don't even put it up for sale it's just not it's just not not even conceptualized as something that has value there is no market for it and and um in fact the the only things that really are out there are occasionally some of the great uh mangaka will do sketches or whatever and, right. and those will kind of find their way out and then um steve olith who colored akira um, his color guides, uh, actually Felix has sold a bunch of them for Steve and they go like hotcakes, but, uh, yeah, no, there is no original art market for, for, for manga, um, at all. Uh, which is, I thought by now there would be because I figured they'd see the prices that they could get and figure, well, shit, I mean, it's just collecting dust in a big pile of production art here over here. I don't hold any, it's not like they're, it's not like the, the creators are, uh, hoarding it like walt simonson is doing with his thor stuff right like where he's like well this will just keep going up in value so i don't don't need the money they just don't care about it it's more like the uh the way that the 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 bullpens were in in early marvel and dc it was just production materials like there was that was the thing it was like they didn't perceive it in itself as being fine art and that's a pretty dramatic difference i mean can you imagine imagine the prices that they could get if like if if you got what the first pages from 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 each other of, of 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 one piece like you he could get six figures for them yeah. easily yeah, like without much. question oh very easily yeah but the the one of the points too is is one of the reasons they don't care is that um the original art market in the u.s in part is vibrant because artists aren't paid a lot because most of the time they they don't own the properties and so if you're getting a page rate and getting, say, $2,000 to draw a cover and then $400 for every page they draw, sure, they, they can make a living, but they're not getting wealthy. They're not building a retirement. And if they can then sell that page for the same price or more, they're doubling their income. So they, they sell their pages out of necessity because it's like it's a vital part of them being able to make a decent living doing what they love to do. But in in the case of, of a lot of the manga, particularly the ones that we're going to talk about or that or that are most often right here in the U.S. and translated over, these these creators are generationally wealthy because they own the properties, they they get the majority of the economics, and these things sell hundreds of millions of volumes. Um, you know, Ichiro Oda is worth three four hundred million dollars, easy, like without question. Like he he could buy Robert Kirkman twenty times over. So, you know, if you're worth a couple hundred million bucks, you probably don't need to worry about schlepping your original pages out to nut jobs like me, right? Like, you right. really don't need to worry about that. So, you know. Yeah. Baffling, right? Because uh, they see it as something to be discarded. But to have an Oda page, to just be able to stare at that line work up close and just uh, – I have no words why they yeah, I mean, just you discard them. I mean, don't you agree? Like I, I think – I mean in a, in a world where Oda's like just on a whim like, all right, I'm going to sell all the pages to the first Tonka Bond volume of One Piece. Oh. I mean I think that would fetch 
Oh, my I mean, God. We'd, in, in, collectively, I don't know how many pages that we're talking there, but it would it would that, that would be more, many millions of dollars that would fetch. Yeah. E- very, very, very easy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that that has been it's such a beloved series that especially yeah. that that first chapter alone just sets the stage for everything. And the his style has changed over the years. But like that, for anyone who has been there from the get go, that is iconic imagery that they would pay that they would mortgage their houses and yeah i mean like like hair jay like tin tin pages (laughs) until until the craziness recently with like the 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 secret wars page and stuff like hair jay tin tin pages would get seven figures for sure like just a just a page so i don't see how like if if tezuka's estate put up found astro boy pages i mean those would be I mean, those would be this kind. Of, I mean, I would think those would be put up at like a, at like Christie's. Like Christie's would have it. Like they Heritage wouldn't even get to touch them. Christie's would do like a Tezuka auction, and it would it would be seven figure type of stuff. Would be my guess. Wow. So craziness. But yeah. Now, Vince, does the name Rakuten Kitazawa mean anything to you? I'm probably going to regret it. But I will say no. Doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I was doing a little research, and this this gentleman, Kitazawa-san, is credited in many articles as the father of modern manga. He coined the term. He isn't the first person to use the term manga, but he coined the term manga when referencing what we now view as manga. And apparently, and again, anyone listening that speaks Japanese, apologies if I've got this wrong, but I did double check this i found this on a couple different references it wasn't like one place so that manga translated most directly is whimsical pictures yes yeah and so that's sort of where the idea of the terminology came and then i guess much less surprisingly and we all know this osamu tezuka is considered the father of the creative father of 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 the modern manga movement and he first published he first published a manga in 1946, right after the war, because again, manga did was largely born out of post World War II, a reaction to everything that happened in the war and the post war and all that. Um, Vince, do you know, or Mike, do you guys know what Tezuka's first published manga was? And it wasn't Astro Boy. No. Uh, oh, the. Is it the uh, letters to Adolf? No, nope. oh, no, no. Okay, is then, it no. Uh, Phoenix? No, it is Treasure Island, an adaptation of Treasure Island. <laughs> yes, and Tezuka over seven hundred manga over a. So he 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 passed away in nineteen eighty nine. So in forty three years, dude put out over seven hundred manga titles. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Wow. Like I can't even fathom that. Like like that is absurd productivity. Like that is slacker. <laughs> <laughs> so of course Astro Boy being far and away his most famous work, but yeah. Yeah. Um I'll tell you, uh there's one man who I consider the Jack Kirby of, of manga. And in case you're gonna ask uh, he's my favorite. Do if it's not Otomo, it's wrong. Um, well, it's not Otomo. I know. It's um, Gonagai is mm-hmm. is my yes, favorite. Yes, you do love Gonagai, yeah. Yes, yeah. Devilman, uh, Mazinger Z. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Cutie Honey, but cuteness and half-naked, I'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jig, you know, Grandizer. He, the the Gonagai catalog has not only is not only artistically sound but he has spawned 
iterations of his characters all the way down the line that I just find it irresistible. Like, who mm. doesn't love um, Mazinger Z? Look at the damn robot. It's perfect. It is absolutely yeah. the perfect robot. So, uh, yeah, love him. Going to gay. Respect. Mike, do you have a, a, a favorite? Is it Oda? I mean, I don't because you're uh, your age. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think because One Piece was there when yeah. when I started, yeah, it's it has to be Oda for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I dap. I would ask you, but I, I don't know that. Do, do you have? I don't even have one. Um, shoot. Um, no, I I I I do. I have noticed that I I tend to um, kind of focus on or or, or I, I i i'm shit with the names right now but there are and i know you know there are shortcuts and you know action sequences we don't need to you know detail in everybody's face and things like that but there are some some artists some creators who um do tend to put in a little bit um extra like i do like like there are scenes from chainsaw man that i think are absolutely stunning but then like I think back to um, the little bit of Pluto that I've read, or even Monster, or even Death Note, where it just it it I just I love the way those lines are on a page. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I I kind of just I, and even right now you know the, the Spy Family is is I, I I like the look of that. So no, there isn't I I haven't come across anyone that I'm aware of that. Um, that I, I would drop everything and just be like, okay, well, I'm definitely checking this out because of of, of this creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get there, but right now I'm just I'm I'm more because there is just so because of the quantity. I'm just I'm, I'm taking in as much of the story as I can, and and, yeah. and and which is which is completely different than than my usual take on on comics and making sure I know exactly who's doing what. Um, but the manga is just so easy to consume that I'm just I'm I'm devouring that, sure. and it's almost like the person working on it's not an afterthought, but it's like that's not that's the one I'm focused on. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and I I don't feel like I've read enough manga to have a definitive take like uh, like Vince or Mike do. But I mean, I, and again, this is probably like saying Walt Disney's favorite animator. Like, I mean, Otomo for me, just because again, like Akira is I just love it, and I've you know I just. I mean, I'm dying for us to reread it as a, as, a, as, a, as a crew, and and I just I think it's magnificent. The art just blows me away. But I mean, if I had to pick one, just based on on on, I mean, it has to be Ito, right? I mean, I've read everything Ito's. I've read all English, everything that's been turned translated in English that Ito has done. I've read. Right. And that's a lot. That's a lot. That's thousands of pages. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to say Ito, right? I mean, I don't but like. There's no. How amazing is it that saying Junji Ito is a struggle? Right, it, there's so much good out there that one of the yeah. all-time greatest <laughs> mangaka may not be the first word that's out of your mouth. It's like, weird it, because so it's, it's interesting. In, in 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 getting ready for this episode, I was like, I, I, and maybe you guys have perspective on this. Ito feels adjacent to like manga as a as a cultural phenomenon. And, and maybe I'm like, like, and I almost, I, I don't know, maybe because, because it's horror, like, like, I don't think Edo's, how do I say this? I feel like our crew and, and American comics readers seem to love Edo in a way I'm not sure Edo stands on the, commercially speaking, I'm not talking about like art, from a artistic integrity. I'm, commercially speaking, Edo isn't 
on the same ground as the other people we're mentioning, just in terms of like sales and reach, right? Like, like his works aren't cultural tent poles like One Piece or Naruto or right. You know what I mean? Like, look that are those those things are like are just ubiquitous. Kids all around the world just know them and love them, whereas right. Ido seems a bit more of a if you know, you know kind of a thing. I don't know. I think uh, Ito is a universe unto himself. Right, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of like thing. Stephen yeah. King, you know? There, there you go. Stephen Perfect. King is the whole right. main experience. Like, all his books are seemingly connected somehow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's you're really buying you're buying the the creator Stephen King when you buy a book regardless of of what of the the subject you know it's going to be filtered through that unique Stephen King lens where i think Junji right. Ito is a lot like that where his books in terms of theme they're all over the place but they have that unifying wtf Junji Ito left field punch in the stomach that you know you that's unique to him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's just my take. And I think they're sure. they're 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 individuals. Where I think uh, Ichiro, you know, Oda, One Piece is Luffy, and all the characters, those wonderful characters. You don't get too much of a personality of of Oda behind the the actions and and dialogue of the characters. Whereas with Ito, you can see that there's that wicked, macabre cat craftsman behind it, and it has a mm-hmm. name, right? So I, I, mm-hmm. I get it, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. So we had a homework assignment. We did. What was it? Uh, I hopefully it it was <laughs> <laughs> to read a good chunk. Of uh, Tatsuji Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, since this isn't technically a book of the month, but I'll ask the question. Uh, what? When did you first read Chainsaw Man? And I'll just go first. This was the for the show. This is the first I've read Chainsaw Man. Um, Vince, go ahead. Uh, wow. Um, to be completely honest... <laughs> I watched the first episode of the anime before I read the uh, manga. Mm. Yeah. So it okay. was cuz cuz I mean the the design I, I will say the the design of Denji once he gets to that point where he he becomes, you know, the devil, uh a devil. That design is ubiquitous. The the freaking thing is everywhere and it's kind of hard to ignore a guy with chainsaw hands and a head with a giant chainsaw coming out of it. So I was like, damn, this is an awesome design. So I watched the first episode of the anime and I was like, nah, I got to read this. I got to read it because I got to see what's up. Too compelling to just consume um, in one format. Uh, Okay, fair enough. Dap. Um, I became aware of Chainsaw Man, as probably so many others, uh, at New York Comic Con uh, this past October. Yeah. And I was talking to Vince about it because um, I had questions not just about this particular property, but 
uh, manga and anime in general, and knowing that one is basically an adaptation of the other, like, does one typically come first, or does uh, does the manga take off and then they decide to, to, to make the cartoon? And But we... Um, there's Chainsaw Man displays everywhere. It was one dude who had a phenomenal costume, complete with the head. It was. I'm like, how do you walk around this convention? I mean, yeah, there were some characters, some costumes that were a little crazy, but this dude walking around as Denji in in in, in his devil form was just. It, it was a beautiful piece of workmanship. But um, I did not start reading it until. Um, Maybe last weekend, weekend before last, but yeah, I just I, I I fired up the app and I went straight through. And then, but there is one chapter, and 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 this this was my question from earlier. There's one chapter not in the Shonen Jump app, but it is available to read on the web, which is what I did. And there is a double page spread in this chapter where um uh what was her name uh, Kwanji, I, I'm guessing. Uh, and and her harem of uh, of fiends, basically they're scissoring on the double page spread, and I'm wondering if the app uh, is more all ages appropriate. And even though the, the the entire story is violent as hell, but obviously there's sex involved in this particular scene. Is that typical for the Shonen Jump app? Can I find another manga where they're actually showing something like that, or are those chapters usually not available on the app, and they'd have to see them on the web? Wow, what chapter's that, Dap? I will. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll... I think it's chapter fifty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I only remember because I, I. I mean, I'll go next. That uh, yes, yes, I, was I, yeah. I, 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 I started reading it from chapter one. Yeah. Uh, I typically try to try something. You know, anytime there's a new series, I always try it out. So, and when chapter one came out, you know, in December of 2018, it was just like, how is this? How is this on the app along with One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, like all these like ones that are like violent, you know, there there are a lot of fights, but this is just like gory, violent, like and and just the the subject matter, like, you know, that how Denji's his motivation is just to want to like kiss a girl or touch boobs or, you know, just like he has like the weirdest motivations for compared to other shonen manga. So it's just like really weird that it was on there. And I remember when this was coming out. Um, chapter fifty nine came around, and they said it, it will not be on the app. They didn't oh. say they didn't, they didn't say why. It'll be on the website for you to enjoy. It's there, but you know it will. And I forgot all about that until I'm doing the reread, and I go, "That's right. It, this chapter's not not on the app." And then like I'm trying to figure out why certain ones aren't on the app. Like like Dan to Dan is completely on the app, on, yep. on the website, but not on not on the app. And when you compare the two, like yeah, there's a lot of weird angles and dan to dan and like you know like upskirt shots and all that but like compared to chainsaw man like this is like it's just so weird why they why chainsaw man is on the app but not dan to dan right oh, oh so as, as in, not on the app that's interesting no i was, it's reading, not, yeah, I was reading on the it, website on my laptop so that's yeah it, 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 it's website only that oh, interesting okay there's probably like a half dozen or so that are completely website only I just made a screen cap of the uh, scissoring image, which is yeah. really not that explicit. It's anyway. not, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's not at all. Of, it's, no. It's a little, because everything's covered. It's just, yes, the positions are obvious, Scissor but for the most ass. part, it's not. There you go. <laughs> but it's, it's for the most part, it's just, it's, it, it's tame compared to some other things. But it's, yeah. But that's my only, that would, 
it's the only thing that just jumped out at me that that it's like why why of all chapters like is in this because yeah like 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 Mike was just saying yeah Denji just wants to go around and fondle women, but as, as most teenage boys do, and that's typically fine and that's fine for the entire storyline except for this one chapter and this scene is the only thing that came to mind. Or he likes he wants to put something on his bread. It, it, his initial motivation <laughs> no his initial motivations are food. Yes. Man, I'd really well, love just, to eat, yeah. you know, or or have something to put on my bread. But then once um he gets picked up and and ushered into the 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 uh, the squad, it becomes all right, I'm going to touch a boob and I'm going to you know, so he's he's reaching for the stars. He already has the food and in some place to sleep. I'm going for a boob. I I I admire the his honesty. Mm-hmm. He's a very simple man. He doesn't want millions yeah. of dollars. He just wants to touch the ladies. That's, okay. That's okay. Uh, so, 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 getting back to answer the question, the um, so yeah, so I, I basically I just powered through happily. I I, I devoured um, the entire first part, um, which I thought I, I it having not read. Most of the manga that I have read is is pretty much um, beginning, middle, and end. Like I still like, you know, Death Note is concluded and and, and Monster and, but with um, with Chainsaw Man, it's like we get to the end of part one, and then some time passes and and we go to part two, which kind of starts off a little differently and things have changed, which is great. But um, I kicked off. The, uh, I would have been, I probably would have been fine if, if Chainsaw Man just ended after that part because all the characters that we were introduced to throughout the series, um, whatever some of their fates may be or how some of the characters ended, I figured it would have been, it would have been fine to end it. But obviously, there's more story to tell, and I'm going to continue to read it. But the other night, I fired up Hulu and started the uh, the anime. And I'm 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 glad it's the I'm glad it's subtitles. They 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 didn't dub it. Someone's not trying to speak for Denji or Power or Aki. But the um, I I never maybe because I was high, but I never really <laughs> sat down and I, there's something about um, reading Chainsaw Man in the app or or or, or on paper, however you do it, and it's great, you know. Story moves along. It's a pretty quick clip. The action scenes are where they are, and 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 it's easy to to follow. And you know, read one chapter and go to the next one. But I'm watching the anime, and it just—I don't know if I just noticed this with this, or if I've just been oblivious most of my life. But there are some things where watching it enhanced everything I had read. Whether it's everybody's voices are fantastic, but hearing the screams right before um after uh the 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 zombies go after denji hearing hearing the music hearing power and and her trying her, her telling the story of of her and and Miaoi before getting to the bat like there's just something it, it it completely elevated what i had read and and i'm enjoying the anime a lot and it's beautiful and i love the little music videos at the end of each episode but i it's almost like if if I recommend Chainsaw Man someone to someone, I'm 
definitely also going to recommend that they watch the anime. It's almost like it it it's it really is like not necessarily like an audiobook, but there's just something about seeing seeing the action, hearing the voices, hearing the the the, the background music and I just it 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 gives it a more because obviously the, the comic is all about the body horror, but there's just there's something about hearing the show that that just it enhances it for me. It just it, it it amps it up a bit, and and it makes what I've read that much more enjoyable. I think it clarifies some of the stuff um, from the manga. Uh, some of the 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 action scenes in the manga are I don't want to say difficult to follow, but it can right. get it can get. Um, yeah, maybe they are a little bit difficult to follow in some some chapters, and I think the 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 anime does a good job of um, keeping the focus. Let's just say, I agree with that, especially with the yeah. leech monster early on when uh, after he rescues power, and and yeah, following following that fight, at, um, especially the scene where the um, the the bat throws the car at Denji and he catches it. And he's like, I'm not trying to save this dude. I'm just trying to find And And it's like, I, I remember as I'm watching the show, I'm remembering every, almost every chapter that, that, that cause right now they're, I'm up to the episode with like only the fourth, fifth episode where they're trapped on the eighth floor. And I know exactly how that chapter played out. So I'm really looking forward to watching it just because it's, it's just, I really do like the way they've, they've adapted the the source material it it's it's a really good it's a really good show yeah it, it really is and the studio who animated it mappa just they're they're kind of known for being one of those studios that that, that does this really well like, i think they they did some of the later seasons of attack on titan and all that and they're lauded for just put a lot of attention into it and i think fujimoto i think as it has definitely grown as a creator from chapter 1 to now in the storytelling in the non-fight scenes and but it's it, it's very there's a lot of pauses and a lot of awkward silences sometimes and i think the anime helps kind of convey that in a way that you know when you're reading it you read as, at your own pace but the anime tells you like oh no it's supposed to go at like this this amount of time you know between sentences and and conversations and all that and you know when makima is you know it has denji in the office and all that teaching him like why a a kiss feels yeah better better. like the finger yeah like it's just like that felt that it was good in the in the in the manga it's better in the anime because you can hear how the voice is and you can you know again the pacing in the anime is is how Fujimoto wanted it to happen. So let's talk for a second about, uh, because that does also feel like a pretty major difference. And perhaps it's because of the cultural popularity of, of manga that we already discussed. It's like the, the manga and anime are feel almost ubiquitous in the sense that uh, it seems that the, at least from the stuff that we get over here, that's translated. So that makes its way over here. It seems as though, Almost all popular manga, and I guess particularly shonen manga, is at some point concurrently turned into anime. And, I mean, I again, I realize anytime I say it's a generalization, I'm sure there are plenty of examples of great manga that weren't. But, 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 it, but as I was looking down the list of, like, the best-selling 
manga of all time and so forth. There are absolutely anime uh, coincident with all of them. So, um, you know, that does feel different to me because sure, we have lots of, of um, especially nowadays, we have lots of us based comics that are turned into television and, and film and, and cartoons. But, but as we've often discussed, they're often just totally different. Like, yeah, it's the same characters, maybe some of the same notes, but they're not beat by beat. They're not, really true to the stories and for the most part they're just um inspired by or of the same type of ip uh they definitely feel separate they feel like different universes and um whereas with the anime and manga it feels very much much tighter connected so i'm wondering i mean i didn't look very much into the anime side for this chat but do the do the manga cod do the creators of the of the manga have a much uh more hands-on creative control over anime because here in the U.S., obviously, most of the time, the the comic creators, even if it's a creator-owned book, basically hand off almost all creative control to whoever pays them for the rights. Like, for example, Sweet Tooth, the TV show that's on Netflix, um, you know, Jeff Lemire sold that for hopefully a, a grip of money, and it was, I'm sure, very good financially. But but he had almost, well, not he had no creative control over it once once he sold it. He he has no. He had no say. They didn't care about his opinion. They just made Sweet Tooth whatever they wanted to do with it. And he had to somewhat compartmentalize what it became as a television show from what he created. And that's, that is the standard here in the U.S. for creator-owned comics. That is the way it normally works. So it feels very different to me with anime. It seems like anime has is a much purer translation of the printed work. Would you, would you, would you more heavy-handed manga fans agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I um... I I'm almost positive that Shueisha and all the the major companies that that produce manga I believe they're the ones who kind of have the say in how the anime is created. And generally, they're, they're just gonna transpo- transpose all you know chapter one is episode one kind of thing. Like you know, people the, the, they they're definitely gonna, you know, they know why it's popular, so they're just gonna make it as, as the anime for the non readers and uh, and all that. Um, but uh, one one of the best, I think, series to that really delves into the whole history and development of uh, you know anime and manga is the follow up series that the the creators of Death Note did um, called Bakuman, where it's about a team, a illustrator and a writer making manga in what is essentially Shonen their version of Shonen Jump in this in the series, and it's from what everyone has has said, it is exactly what goes on in making the the manga you know and, and dealing with the editors and the, the you know creative control and, and and all that and the grueling uh schedules and all that and then also being adapted into an anime you know and like how much they get a say in and all that yeah it's a great series um our buddy will pfeiffer loves that series yeah it's so good yeah oh bakuman yeah yeah, yeah. talked about it way back but um, I gotta be totally honest. Um, the anime is almost an afterthought with me. Uh, in fact, in general, you mean, or, or no, pertaining to Chainsaw Man? D- no, in general. Okay, I will actively avoid watching an adaptation of a manga that I really love. Like um, Mike will disagree, and this is cool. I'm not a fan of the One Piece anime. It, it does nothing for me. Oh yeah, I mean that that one is that's a, a, a paradox where it has gone on for so long and has gone through so many iterations, 
peaks and valleys that right. it's you know right now what's going on right now is top tier animation you know the, like the, it's phenomenal but like some of the earlier stuff eh, i mean it's it, it, it could be i think that's kind of the reason why it, some people like are turned off by the series in general right and i love doro hedoro and when i saw that I mean, it, it's okay. The 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 animes are. I enjoyed it, but it's nowhere near as good as as the manga. Same thing with with Akira. Like the movie is one of the all time greatest animated features. Still pales in comparison to to the manga. I just I, agree. Although that is isn't a part of this. Because, well, I I agree with you there, and I'm sorry to interject. I just, but you made me think because I, I recently watched the uh, the the Akira. Uh, but but part of that is because it's a film right. trying to cover thousands of pages of whereas sure. like with with a lot of these anime right they they go on they're yeah, practically page by well, page so yeah they they go almost page by page right I mean yeah but it's yeah. it's very hard for me to engage with a moving adaptation of something that I've read in a different medium like Nausicaa's the movie's wonderful the manga's way better. Like I just I I I'm, I'm I guess I'm a purist in that sense where uh, I I I if if I love something in one form and it com- it's translated into another I'll I'll at least make an effort to see it but in, inevitably I'm gonna side with the original uh, medium right like I'm dreading seeing Dan to Dan animated I'm really mm. dreading it because yeah. It, it's wonderful. The, the manga is just perfect, and then it is, yeah. And, and, and it'll it is as faithful as the anime will be. I'm hoping it's still not going to capture that that spark that made me love that that manga. But I'm old and stuffy, and really don't like to see things in other mediums. So that's just me. But um, it, it's it's never a, a cause for celebration when somebody reports that oh this is being ad ap- ad- ad- it's going to be an anime and I'm like no it doesn't have to be an anime leave it alone but that's the way the machine works right the popular stuff gets translated into uh, moving pictures and it's great it's wonderful I just say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that I was surprised at how um, faithful and accurate the anime for Chainsaw Man is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we, we should mention that Chainsaw Man is a relatively new manga. It yep. um, it started in December 2018 and ran through December 2020, the first part, and then uh, took pretty long hiatus, and then came back in July of 2022. And at first, when I saw that, I was going to ask you guys. If that's that felt abnormal to me, but then I realized that December 2020 through July 2022, a, a pretty specific thing was happening in the world at that time, aka the pandemic. So <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't. Do you guys know? Uh, you know, Mike, you're probably the closest to this. It, it, was that long delay um, pandemic related, or or was that completely a coincidence? Um, I think it's coincidence because during that hiatus and. Uh, Fujimoto put out three one shots. One that you guys talked about. Oh, look, look back. back, yeah, look back. Yeah. Good, uh, okay. Another one, Goodbye Airy, and uh, another one, Just Listen to the to the song. All during that time, 
Like okay, so so, I, so he I, was I, just busy doing other stuff. I thought he I because I thought the same thing when I when I heard that it was ending for part one and taking a break and it'll be back um, in a different you know way. I thought oh this this is it you know what's going on, and then all of a sudden this, the the first one shot came out with over a hundred pages and like oh okay, and then another one came out and another one came out. So he was definitely you know I, it was definitely on his own accord to to take a, a, a super long break. I think it was a, a lot to, you know, hone his chops in storytelling because those three one-shots are well, well and above, you know, what Chainsaw Man is. So, that okay, that's interesting for you to say that because um, this is somewhat coincidental for me, right? Like, I, I as you mentioned, I, I, I read and talked about Look Back, which was the one-shot that he wrote about the, the, the two young female comic cre- illustrators that are good friends and then drift apart. Um, and I, when I, I read, I read a review of that book and thought this sounds delightful. And then maybe it was for, I, I don't know if it was you or I, I think someone on our Slack, maybe it was you posted about it. And I was like, this sounds right up my alley. And I bought it and read it. And I didn't realize when I bought it, that it was Chainsaw Man, the same creator. I, I obviously I did once I read the, the Adisha, but, um, but it's interesting to hear you say that you think the one one and done volumes he's done recently are better executed than Chainsaw Man because I that does surprise me because you seem to be an unabashed fan of these long running periodical shonen manga so um, and so I'm wondering did we did we coincidentally pick a manga to talk about that neither of the two manga heads on the show particularly think are the best of their generation like are neither of you really repping for Chainsaw Man relative to other stuff that's out there. Uh, I, I I love Chainsaw Man. I think it's okay. I think it's one it's one of the better series out right now. It just, okay, okay. I think he I think Fujimoto definitely became a better storyteller with those one shots, and you can actually see it in part two, like the way that he composes panels sometimes, and the the way that that he's doing it, it, it is you could tell that those one shots kind of informed how he was going to write the the next part of Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. Instead of just instead of just being a a, a battle body horror manga, Vince. Um, to be honest, I'm in in it for the design. I okay. think I think the the devils are wonderfully designed. Uh, and, and not to discount the story, I think the story's fun, and and Denji is is a good kid, and I like power a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, uh, there are flashes of really brilliant set pieces. Like when Makima says, all right, I'm going to need 30 life sentence, uh, convicts. I'm going <laughs> to need a temple and, ba- you know, back up. That sequence is amazing when she's just crushing people from a distance. Like it's, that's wonderful. But I, I, I I I have to compare and contrast. Like when I put Chainsaw Man up against Stand It In, sorry, you know, or mm-hmm. or or Die Dark. I think Q Hayashida is is an amazing uh, craftsperson, and I think that whole aesthetic transcends, you know, meatball spaghetti. The just the the the, the comical underpinnings of 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 Die Dark. I like Chainsaw Man a lot, but I'm it it's more in terms of the aesthetics of the thing 
as opposed to the premise or the theme or or any of the the concepts within it's fun it's violent uh the, you know the uh the designs are exquisite but it's more surface level with me with this one i'm not you know i'm not saying it's not good it's very good but i just love the look of it and as as opposed to what's you know below the surface mhm mm okay so um Okay, that that interests me because, well, I'll say, I'll, uh, you mentioned surface level. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without, but I, I mean we have to keep it one hundred. I I think my experience with shonen manga, generally speaking, if I were to describe it in a few words, I would say surface level is one of the ways I would describe it. Sure. And I and I would include that in I've read 40 50 chapters of One Piece. I've read, you know, what, like whatever you One Punch Man. Like I I and again, I don't even know that that's a pejorative. Like I think that's what it's about, right? It's about fast-paced you know, con, con, easily consumed, move on to the next thing, rinse repeat. Like that's the nature of the of of the genre, right? And like we haven't mentioned yet because we said the word shonen stuff like one of the things that I think is probably also helps manga in its popularity is they do go out of their way to categorize it. Like it is clearly marketed to a specific group of, of consumers, right? Like yeah. shonen, which we've used a lot. It basically means boy it's for it's, it's although we're all well over, well over the age group, it is generally created with the idea that it's going to be consumed by teenage boys, you know, 13 to 18, Shoujo manga is the same for girls, girls 13 to 18. Jose manga is for grown women. Uh, uh, Sinan manga is for grown men, um, which I would assume, like, I would assume Ito is Sinan manga, right? Like, that would be my guess uh, without knowing for sure that that's the category. You know, then you have, like, your Yuri and your Yaoi, which are LGBT-related stories and, and a big, big, big part of the market. And so, um, like, m my takeaway of all this stuff and we'll, you know, we can get into like Don to Don and all that. Oh, some of the other books that we like is that, um, it is impossible for me to extricate the power of nostalgia from the medium that we talk about every week. And we say this a lot, right? Like, like I can totally get if my son, my son Jackson, who likes comics, will be like, dad, what should I read? You know, if I turn him on to Claremont burn X-Men, he's probably gonna be like, oof. Like this is rough, right? Like, and I I can't blame him, right? Because he had he doesn't have the nostalgia. He wasn't there. It didn't feel new and innovative and exciting and of the moment. And absent that, absent that tractor view of nostalgia, it's verbose and repetitive and right. Like so so for me, having almost no nostalgia for manga, like when I read these stories, I can find enjoyment in them. And I think particularly on the art side, like I'm generally very impressed with the art, but I also am very conscious of the fact that I'm a 40 year old man and a lot of the stuff in these books is clearly meant to titillate, entertain, make someone giggle who is less mature. And like, again, I'm not being pejorative here. I'm just saying that like I'm very conscious of the fact that at 48 fart jokes and grabbing titties don't really do much for me. Unless I have nostalgia for it, wow. whereas because and so when I was if I was reading these things when I was a teenager, instead of Avengers Next Men, 
I think I'd be doing a podcast about manga every week. And if we did a book of the month on the Avengers, it'd be like, ah, it's kind of whack. It's repetitive. It's like, you know, like whatever. I mean, it's a little overdone. It's predictable. So I can't separate the fact that I don't have nostalgia for this. And so for me, and again, I'm only speaking for me, and I do not mean this to be insulting in any way. It has very little draw because it feels very – I feel that it, I can I can feel on every page how it's not meant – it's not meant for me directly. It's meant for people much younger than me that find these kinds of things more raucous or naughty or titillating or humorous. And, and it just doesn't connect with me because I've been there, done that. Um, and that is – that is my problem with shonen manga. Like I, I feel like I have read a lot of it at this point and I very much appreciate the craft and there are definitely visually stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And like, if you were to give me an elevator pitch of them, I'd be like, that sounds bad ass, but I almost never connect with it in the way I connect with many other comics, whether they be European or American. Uh, and I just, I can only attribute it to the fact that I have no nostalgia for it. Hmm. One would think titties would be a universal good, my friend. So, <laughs> no, I, I, no, be- and again, like I'm not, but like the scene um, where uh, I, I, I don't have the characters' names memorized, but like when when Denji gets to fuel uh, the girl's boobs, and she's got like the the, the padded pad, padded boobs. Oh, yeah. it's power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, power. Yeah. Um, like. That I, I get the sense that is meant to be this big moment where people are reading it and like, oh, he's great. Like, and it's supposed to be funny and titillating and exciting. And like, it's, I'm just like, oh, okay, dude's grabbing titty. Like, it, like 14, 14 year old me would have been all about it. I'd be like, yo, dude, great. Like, that would really have entertained me. But 40 year old me, it's like, I've been there, done that. Like, and again, like, this is not a anti manga thing. Oh, US comics are great. This is just I got that stuff in U.S. in in American comics or like in Porky's. Like I got that stuff in Mad Magazine or in Playboy. Like I got you know I I, I like my version of that. I've been there, done that, right? Like and so I could revisit that stuff because I can connect back to how I felt first reading it, and so it's it's titillating, and entertaining to me. Like like I can read um you know like I mean like like like. Cherry Pop Tart, like I that you know that that I can still read and be like, oh yeah, like I remember how naughty it was when I first read that, and that, so I can connect to it. When I read this, I have no prior connection to it. It's just like, oh yeah, for, like fourteen year old me would love this. Like if I gave this to my thirteen year old son, he'd probably be like, oh, I need more of this. I think like he'd probably be like. That, about it. that no prior connection to the stuff. You're right on the precipice of surrendering yourself to it. You just refuse to do so. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's not I, a refusal. I mean, I've read enough of it that it's like it just doesn't. It, I can't get over that hump. It well, feels, you gotta. <laughs> it feels very. Um, it just feels childish to me. And, and okay. but I think my, it, it's designed to be. But it's just I don't. I don't opt into childish things now unless I have nostalgia for them. Right. Like, like I wouldn't expect someone who didn't watch the G.I. Joe cartoon to watch it now and think it's anything but a piece of shit. Like, it's poorly made. It's a giant advertisement with bad dialogue and choppy animation. And, like, it is it is a, like, if you were, if Vince, you were teaching a class on, on animation, like, this would not be a master class. Of, on, 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 That's me. No, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, precisely. 
when I watch it, it's magic because I get it. I, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying for me, like, and again, like, there's enough of you on the manga channel, or we're doing this episode that connect with it still, and that's cool. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I like you guys are crazy for it. I wish I could connect to it in the way that you do. I just can't. I don't. When I read, like, like I was gobsmacked to see that that Dap read the entirety of Chainsaw Man because to me the protagonist Denji is the kind of person that Dap hates. He's a precocious dickhead kid. And like Dap in real life hates that kind of person. He's got like, a good like heart Dap, though. Dap hates kids. And like <laughs> No, I mean like you hate kids that like are entitled or like annoying or like Den like to me, I was like one of the most shocking things of this year is that you read almost the whole thing of Chainsaw Man. Like I am, because you like clearly you didn't do it. You could have like I stopped it at chapter forty. I felt like oh, I put in the work. You read the whole thing, so you clearly enjoyed it, and that does surprise me because to me the things that are in this are things I don't feel like you generally find all that entertaining. So I'm really interested in why it gripped you in the way it did. Uh, um, partly, uh, I mean, right off the bat, yes. I mean, you, you're you're not wrong. Denji De- De- has he's he kind of writes himself. Uh, he course corrects kind of early on. At the beginning, you know, it's all about he and um, Pochita and and making sure you know he just he wants to protect his pet and 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 there's a relationship there. And of course, you know what? Yeah. However, I feel about kids. Like, like if I'm watching a movie and a kid's getting thrown off uh, off a roof, but a, a, a dog is getting you know dragged in the car, I want the dog to be safe. And and you know, it, it's just one of those things. But while Denji's had a fucked up upbringing and then is being used as as a devil hunter and and, and you know paying off his father's debt and. Uh, He's just he, he's he's got simple wishes like he just wants he wants a piece of bread because the dude's starving and <laughs> and then of course obviously you know he, he's got a dream of you know just just being with a girl as as you know, the most young pubescent kids can be or, or, or puberty ridden kids can be but it, it's there's once once he's found and and actually has a calling or it feels like he has a calling he it's not so much. I mean, yeah, I, I, I did the look of, of, of the Chainsaw Man character, but it's not, I, as I'm reading it, it's not so much that I'm just in it for Denji because we are, we do get the rest of the public safety characters fleshed out. We find out about, um, we find out about Aki, we find out about everybody else that, that that's in, and, and even even the devils or the fiends that are after Denji, like, like we even get some of their backstory and, and, and how they're all connected. So it ends up becoming this huge sprawling story where you're not just focused on this one character where there, there, there's a lot more going on. And I, for whatever reason, whether it was the look of it, whether it was being introduced to other characters, it, it was just one of those things where I had to see where we're going. Because once, 
once I hit a certain point, there, there was like there was a point of no return. Like I, I could have probably just you know read the first few chapters, a couple dozen chapters, and just been done with it. But once I started to really, I, I, I really invested, and I wanted to see where it's all going, and 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 how is which is why you know the, we we got to the end of part one. It was just it was I was I was amazed by the whole thing. I was just like this is I, this is where we're headed, and 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 seeing little things like you know. With the future devil and 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 Aki's death is going to be absolutely horrendous, and I'm like, well, what is that? What does that mean? And and, and I thought that at one point he was going to die, and I'm like, well, that that's not that's not all that horrible. And and but psych, and then mm, you, get two you, years. you get things right, you know. So it's just it's it's yeah, and the whole thing with the sword, it's like you know, every time somebody uses their power, it's like, well, you know, they're giving up they're giving up body parts for the contracts. They're 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 giving up you know time off their life. Because you know the, the, these are the jobs doing, and and I don't know if it was just the fact that I was able to consume it all at a pretty good clip. Um, every I was binging it, so it wasn't like I had to wait mm-hmm. yeah. six weeks for the next chapter. It, it's I, it's just one after the other, and and that's and you know that's that's probably what makes the episode damn bittersweet. It's like because it's all right there, and you just finish a chapter and it leads you right into the next one. It's like so so there's you're not you're not coming up for air. It's just it, it keeps hitting you with yeah. it. It's, it's like, like well, candy. Wow, keep going. It, yeah, yeah. You can't eat just one. It's it's a fucking lazy app. So <laughs> I I just go ahead. I think the underlying machine of Chainsaw Man is fairly complex it is right you have the difference between the fiends and the devils and the 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 stipulations and permutations of the contracts Mm -hmm. all these different devils and how they came to be and you know uh, so i think there's a pretty robust mythology underlying chainsaw man no there is um more so than most and it wasn't uh, and even even because because yeah okay you could just you could follow maybe denji's path and just you know, okay, this is what he wants to do, and and will he be successful? But then you get introduced to someone like Power, and you know, <laughs> Power is is selfish. I'd give it up for Power. And, just and she, uh, absolutely, hundred percent. And yeah. and you have, you know, she's 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 blaming Denji for 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 killing the the demons. Like, well, he he commanded me to do it. It's and obviously that's a lie. And whether Makiman knows that you know everything out of Power's mouth is a lie is one thing she's just going along with it but you do start to see actually power kind of not lighten up but just just understand that you know these are friends and and these right. are people who who care and and so seeing seeing the growth of some of these characters as as, as two-dimensional as they may appear at first it's it was just yeah it was it was it i was completely enthralled yeah one of the things with mm. with manga um that i find uh is completely different from american comics is that from my experience the japanese instead of asking why when they do something they say why not like why not why can't i have a character with a chainsaw emerging from his face whereas on our side of the water it's like why does this character have a chainsaw yeah we have to have well, the science behind it why right? not yeah. you know um sure. and, and that that your has comic should be ridiculous that's why you love that's it. exactly what it is yeah, yeah. There, there's there's no and and to, just to get back to one piece and and i think one piece um in manga form the the reason why it's just so amazingly popular is that one piece kind of mirrors the environment on which the story takes place 
say say you're on the deck of a ship and you're looking out and, and you're on the ocean and the view goes on forever right there's almost no end to what you're looking at it's just all water everywhere that's one piece the possibilities with that story and those characters the permutations like they're seemingly endless the 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 friggin water which is uh, what is it 70 whatever percent of our planet that's their playground the 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 story could literally go anywhere involve anything like one piece is seemingly endless like the ocean and i i think there's something very uh freeing with that like the first time i read one piece i was like holy shit this takes place on the ocean this is the grandest adventure ever and that's only reading the first couple of chapters like when you get locked in and you surrender to oda and he'll let him take you where the story goes you're like oh my god like this thing is unbelievably rich you get the admirals and all those uh, those little battles and big battles and vengeance and uh uh redemption like one piece is almost the perfect manga almost right but there's people that just see Luffy stretching. It's like, what's this shit? Like, this kid is like, he can stretch. Ooh. But there's something at the core of One Piece that is just, it's, it's a limitless uh, energy. And I love it. I don't see that in Chainsaw Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I like, I like the, the, the way that this mythology in Chainsaw Man is building. So maybe someday, I mean, if he continues with Chainsaw Man, um, I'm I'm just going to keep reading it because I, I like the scaffolding that has been put in place. It, it it compels me. Devils and fiends, like that's in my wheelhouse, right? And touching titties. I love that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I get it. I get it. And But it's still um, surface level for me. I think the leech devil was amazing. I think Batty was, you know, beautiful. It's awesome. Look at this thing. It's it's so visually um, compelling. And Denji, he'll, he'll grow. He'll find a place in my pantheon, I think. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask Vince. I know that read all of it. And Jason, you you read about forty chapters. Vince, yeah, how yeah. how far did you get in, in into the into the the read of Chainsaw Man? Um, I stopped not long after uh, Makima did the thing with the with the. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I because I feel like I, at least for me, I had the same reaction as Dap did during my my re, my reread of. When I got to this point, I couldn't stop, and I think it's the—it's literally the, the story right after where the like you know what's going on right now in the anime with the the katana man and all that. It's mm-hmm. when the the bomb girl shows up, and oh, Rez, 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 yeah, Rez, yeah. Uh, that I think is when it starts going off off the rails. Like it, like it, like you're you're, I think the katana man story gets you up the hill, the other roller coaster, and then bomb girl arc just you're on you're you're, you're going, and then. After that, with the international assassins and all that, because then you see the darkness fiend, the darkness devil, which screams Vince every single wow. page, page that he's on. Like I, like I don't know. I'm like, you know, if you if you if you just saw that, I feel like you, this would be a much different conversation. Okay, I'll just. I needed to plow through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like I said, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Uh, so it's it, it's around the this the fifties, the the seventies chapters or so. 
and it just the designs of, of, of these devils there's a uh, dark, like I said there's the darkness devil there's a hell devil there's you know it, it's ridiculous hmm all and, right, I will persevere. Yeah. Like, I, but I, I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm not enjoying what oh, I'm reading. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It's clear, right. I don't. Right, that's fair. I, I don't want to make it seem like we're we're crapping on it. It's just we picked this because it was it is very popular, and we hadn't really talked about it on the show, and um, so it just seemed like a good place to center the conversation. But but I, I will say, you guys are, are dancing around something else that I think is important to discuss when it relates to manga um in that how manga and and american comics differ from one another and are similar right like there are similarities too which is why i think it's it was an easy port over um in terms of popularity but like one one thing to me that uh is is very different um and i think works in manga's favor is that uh you get true evolution of character uh in u.s comics for reasons we've been over a thousand times that is next to impossible at least when it comes to the big two right and i know there are we talk about a lot of non-big two comics and probably read more not but but in terms of like the market the market is still dominated two-thirds by those characters and those characters are always played with and then cleaned up and put back into their place for someone else to play with. So, you know, Superman never ages. Sometimes he's married, sometimes he's got a kid, but he always stays the same. Batman's never, you know, he doesn't age. Like, and, and after a few years, if they do go through big character changes, there's some kind of thing that snaps them back to another place. And, and that is, um, I, I view that as I get older, as a major problem. These characters don't have an arc. They are stuck in time. Whereas with with manga, that is diametrically different. They they start at a place and they continue to evolve. And even if you just want to boil it down to surface level, like the kinds of shit they get up to, in most popular manga, it seems that the characters, putting aside like the emotional or character arcs, which are a separate thing, um, their powers evolve, like their abilities evolve. The people, the the character, the creatures, they the characters they fight, the villains are evolve. And that doesn't happen in U.S. comics. And again, when it does happen, it only happens temporarily until someone resets it. Uh, I think that is a major, major plus in in manga's favor and one that we will never be able to change here for obvious reasons. Um, And I think the other part of that in part and parcel is that uh, manga is almost always – a, a single creator or creative team. I realize they, a lot of these creators that are on the, the title of the book have a team that works with them. So, but, but, but in terms of how we recognize it, like, like it's one creative voice writing and drawing the book from start to finish. Even if that is a 15, 20 year journey, right? Like, like Ichiro Oda, I'm again, I'm sure he has a team of people that work with him, but Ichiro Oda is on the cover of one piece. He writes it, he draws it. He came up with it. Everything that happens in the 150 plus chapters is him. He's the director, the showrunner, the the creative force, right? Like we do not have that in comics, in U.S. comics. It just doesn't happen, again, for obvious reasons. Even with, yes, we have creator-owned works, but they rarely go on for these days for the 
for the duration that that Japanese comics do. And even then, with creator and comics, it's not a singular voice. Rarely, right? Like like when's the last time a person wrote and drew a comic that lasted for a decade? Like it just doesn't happen anymore, right? right? Like the work like maybe Terry Moore, more. maybe Dave Sim, but like it's rare. It's super rare. Yeah. And, and when they are, when they do do it, they're rarely, if ever, like a mega popular book. It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. So those are. Those are, I think, those two are inter intertwined. But like to me, that is the like if you were to line up pros and cons, like that is one of the major pros of manga versus American com- Western comics is that you get real, ongoing, unretrenched character development. I also think the delivery method has a lot to do with it. Well, speak on it. Whereas, okay, in in, in Japan, uh, more often than not the the long running uh manga uh, at least in the their inceptions started in an anthology yep more often than not right mm-hmm. um whereas on our and and a, a japanese anthology has a physical presence you can put it on a table it has weight that is a friggin' monster i am getting so much value for my yen this is crazy and then you come over to our side of the water and it's like this flimsy little 22 page thing is four dollars and it took me maybe 10 minutes to read it whereas i'm getting this giant meal i don't like everything that's on my plate with this Japanese anthology. There's a couple of stuff, you know, the, the potatoes weren't that good, but holy crap, this meat was amazing. Right. Like the, it, where you don't have that on our side, the anthologies by and large don't sell. Nobody cares because they want Batman or, or Spider-Man more often than not. Um, I, I think the, the Japanese readership are far more, uh, willing to accept, things about which they know nothing i don't who's this kid with the straw hat what is this about all right uh, let's check it out um whereas it takes a miracle to get a series on our side of the water to connect if it's a new character or new characters that no one has ever heard of like look at all the success stories walking dead started off slow right teenage mutant ninja turtles pretty slow which was uh, a reactionary series anyway but can you name a series other than like i don't know um invincible where it's it's bordering on mega popular that just came out of nowhere it's 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 unheard of on our side and yet on on the japanese side you have hundreds of of series that started off small became this this cultural force and are just now it's it's a perpetual motion machine do you really mm-hmm. think that a one piece is ever going to go away right. well may, right maybe when when uh oda unfortunately passes like we all do right i mean but it's too much of a money-making machine now but it didn't start out that way well yeah i mean you know you you bring up a point about the the delivery method and again that gets back to me of collectability right like Mm -hmm. like we we now are in a place where it is a a financial commitment to buy issues it is a financial a bigger financial commitment to buy the collected edition so um whereas in japan you basically have a pretty linear process you get 
serialized stories either these days on the app or via the the magazine and then they're turned into tonka bonds and tonka bonds are generally of the same size and frequency and format and uh and are available just, everywhere. Yeah, and they're just they're widely available. I mean, like to put some numbers behind it, Weekly Shonen Jump, which is the most popular of the of the uh, you know of the magazines, has sold seven point five billion with a B copies, like more than McDonald's Burger. Seven point five billion copies <laughs> of that fucking magazine since it started. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and that's and- the thing. Like you see these numbers for these manga, the sales numbers. And they're jaw dropping, but what's what we have to remember is those are those are sales numbers of the Tonka Bond. So like, they're they're those are things that have been bought by people who have likely already read the stories in the magazine form. So like One Piece, Vince, like as you said, that that's that is the One Piece is definitively the best selling manga of all time as of our episode five hundred and seventeen million copies volumes of one piece have sold in the world 517 million like, like yeah. think about like a half a billion tonka bond of one piece have been sold that is an astounding number no american comic can come close to that right like 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 rob liefeld's out here 30 years later like stunned about the fact that he had a comic that sold 800,000 copies <laughs> Like, like, and he's still bragging about it. Like three decades later, you know. I mean, like, 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 Oda has sold a half a billion paperbacks of his work, and that's after One Piece was serialized in a comic that has sold seven and a half billion copies. Like, yeah, that's what we're talking about here, right? Like, that is, it is just, like, the numbers stagger. We can't even wrap our our minds around those numbers. Like, they're crazy. It is an amazing uh, success story, uh, the Shonen Jump. Um, I don't know uh, how they managed to achieve it, but if I mean, if if you just it it started in the late sixties, right? Yeah. And if you yeah. if you looked at you know the the number of series that came out of yep. uh, Shonen Jump, it, you would be gobsmacked it's just ridiculous all you have to do is say one piece but dragon ball <laughs> naruto yeah naruto uh yugioh yep. uh, and that's just the, the the really really mega popular popular um obvious examples like jojo's bizarre adventure or yep. or or bleach came out of yep. you know it's just there's just crazy amount of uh, i don't want to even call it ip because it's anything but, but yeah, it's so I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to ask you and, and cause I know we've talked about like Garo and there's, there's lots of other magazines. Shonen Jump seems to be the one that's like ubiquitous. Like everybody, like it's almost like people, when they talk about, um, manga magazines, we all, we all say Shonen Jump as if like that is the only place. But I was, I was surprised to see, I mean, I knew Shonen Jump would be the most popular. Like I said, seven and a half billion, but, but I didn't realize that there are a bunch of other magazines that many of which are still in print that have have also sold billions of copies and like we i, I don't feel like anyone ever talks about them here in the states but so like there's weekly there's obviously the the shonen jump but then there's shonen magazine which is separate and that's sold over five and 5.2 billion copies 
Then there's weekly Young Jump, which is over two and a half billion. There's weekly Shonen Sunday, which is nearly two billion. And then there's weekly Young Magazine, which is nearly two billion. So like, there's five different magazines that have sold to close to or over two billion issues since they started. And I'm wondering, like, if you or Mike have any insight as to what is in those, and if we if some of the series we talk about shown and jump or actually came from those, or if those are just completely different kinds of manga and they just don't come over to the U S as much. Like, I don't know much about, cause those are huge numbers too. I mean, we're talking billions of copies. So do we just, do we just like include them all in one fell swoop? And we like, are we, are we mislabeling stuff sometimes? A lot of those um, that you mentioned are, it's a different target audience, I think. Okay. Like the young jump is obviously for a, a, a younger uh, male, whereas Shonen Jump, I think, like you said, what did you say, thirteen to eighteen? Uh, yeah, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 an older boy, but I don't really know what the delineation between, other than than age brackets, mm-hmm. what the delineation between those those anthologies are. I think it's kind of blurry, right, Mike? There's a, a lot I, of I I think so, and I, I think a lot of what we get in just Tonkaban versions uh, form on our end come from those magazines that you know just uh, I guess mm-hmm. because Shonen Jump is like the crowning jewel of like that's what everyone wants to be in it's no, like or, the image comics here right yeah like, it's like yeah people want to be in right, right. yeah right whereas, whereas you know the, all the other ones you know like you're happy to be in it but you know and, and that you're published but like you're not getting the, the kind of eyes that you're getting for a Shonen Jump series right Right. i think it's 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 really funny that shonen jump which uh is regarded as the most commercial of uh manga anthologies um if you did a compare and contrast on this side like what's the height of our commercial comics batman and, on a monthly basis, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kirk, I mean, Kirk, Kirkman, Walking Dead would be the biggest commercial yeah, success. Yeah, like of our, what a of our what a yeah. difference. I mean, yeah. you, you, I I don't think it's a case of of uh, misconstruing commercialism with um, you know pap or garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously not. It's just that there are a number, uh, a many many million number of eyes on Shonen Jump. How did it get that way? I don't know. But I, 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 it is one of the one instances where popularity does not uh, go hand in hand with, like, say, pablum, like garbage. Um, right, they're, right. They're, they're all pretty aesthetically sound, uh, whether you click with the subject matters or not. If you, if you thumb through an average issue of Shonen Jump, the, the, it's on display. Like the the the, the writing and, and drawing are v- of a very high caliber. It's just that if it doesn't click with you, then it's lost, right? Because in, in in terms of the visual language of Dragon Ball, doesn't is not something that's going to connect with a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. that aren't like, of course, boys. But I mean, if and I know a number of of uh, ladies that enjoy Dragon Ball, but by and large. It's it's not really the DNA of Dragon Ball is not feminine, right? Right, and to your point, I mean there are, and, and this would be something we were likely to talk about as much because we're poor grown ass men. But but uh, you know, sh- shoujo manga is is wildly popular too, and you've got a whole mix yeah. of stuff. Like like in fact, I I believe Fruits Basket was the first manga 
here in the U.S. to break into the bestseller list. Hmm. Um, again, I, I I'd never read it, but it's it is a it is def- decidedly a shoujo manga, and and it geared towards young women. Um, you know, you've got you've got things like Sailor Moon, and you know they're also equally, if not as you know, certainly as close to as popular as some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, just yes, geared towards towards primarily female readers. Um, yeah. So I have a, uh, I'm going to ask you, I do you guys think you could name? Any or most of the best-selling manga of all time? <laughs> I'm sure you have a list, Andy. Of course. <laughs> We've already established One Piece is the runaway with yeah. 517 million volumes. So that is the uh, you know that's the Babe Ruth of this. There's no one that comes close to it. But but uh, but would you care to, to 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 guess any of the others that are in the top ten? Uh, I'm guessing a Dragon Ball Z. That is number two, 350 million copies and counting. Uh, I'm going to say Naruto. Oh, yeah. That is number six, 250 million. All right. Uh, Demon Slayer. That is number nine. Very good. 150 million. Uh, One Punch Man. No. What? <laughs> not a top ten. I mean, there are a lot of manga that sold a lot of copies, but it's not a top ten. Um. Oh, I Death- think those were the obvious ones. Yeah, yeah De- you mentioned you mentioned another one of them though already tonight. Dragon Ball. No, not uh, Dragon Ball. We said is number two. That's uh, Mike well, already said that. Yeah, but there's Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. No, uh, I think they included all in one. Yeah, uh, well, okay. Dra- Dragon Ball the manga is from episode from episode one to all the way through Z. Z Z they they made as the anime. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh Bleach. No, just missed. Just missed. Ooh. It was. It's like top fifteen. Yeah. Wow. I, I see. I, well, hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't know sales, so I'm. I'm just. Yeah. No, probably um, Yu Gi Oh. Uh, in the top fifteen, just missed it. Because uh, you got one and two, One Piece and Dragon Ball. Uh, number ten is, uh, and I know nothing about this manga. Uh, Crayon Shinchan. Yes. Under forty-eight million. Number eight, uh, number nine was Demon Slayer. Number eight, uh, Kochikame, one hundred fifty-six million. Okay. Number uh, seven, Slam Dunk. Mm. Wow. I assume it's about basketball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, number six is Naruto. Uh, number five, Detective Conan. Oh right. Okay. One hundred fifty million. Uh, number four. I know nothing about this manga either. Doraemon. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Vince, you mentioned number three earlier, Golgo 13. Oh, neat. 300 million copies. That baffles me that that sold that much. Yeah, it's because it's been, it was one of the oldest. It's, it's, like, that's, like, predates the others on this list by, like, 10, 15 years. Um, and then if you look at like sales by volume, so obviously some, some manga aren't as long, like, long, like, there's, what, 150 volumes of one piece. So, um, the number one selling manga of all time in terms of per volume is Devilman. My ten, man. Ten million copies per volume. Who says per Tonkopan. titties don't sell? Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball's also num- Dragon Ball's number two, Demon Slayer three, Slam Dunk Four, One Piece Five, Doraemon six, Astro Boy repping, uh number seven. Because that's actually a short manga. Um Touch, which I I know nothing about. Um Fist of the North Star, which we reviewed 
a year or two back, and then Naruto. So those are your those are your best selling. I'll call them like a per volume basis. Um, but yeah, so. Titan is eleven. By the way, to on that front, like it's 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 creeping up. It's just about to become number. It's 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 like neck and neck with Naruto for number ten. And that's a phenom too. So for it to be yeah, so that, my, all all three of my sons are watching the um, anime right now. Like weirdly. Like they had never heard of it, and then some one of their friends turned Jackson onto it, and then all three of the boys are all watching them the anime now and loving it. Huh. Yeah. Go figure. Well, they're like their dad. They get into things like wicked late. Wicked late. Hello late. <laughs> Alright, so 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 let's talk about um like what like okay, so Chainsaw Man is is, is good, but yeah. not like top of the heap, like for you guys. What um I mean, we've talked about Dante, but what what is what would you say are your favorite ongoing manga series right now? Because like we didn't even talk about Berserk tonight, right? Like Berserk would be up there, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, now, so, are so like, we talking oh, current or of all time? Either. I mean, I, either. I mean, obviously, current current is probably of interest to people because they can hop on it. But uh, oh, before we do that, though, that's the other thing. Like we were talking about what's different between. I hear a lot of people often say, like, well, I, I, I want to try manga, but, like, it's so daunting. There's 90, 90 chapters already. And, like, on one hand, I'm like, well, there's fucking a thousand Batman, like, te- like detective comics, but it doesn't stop you. But on the other hand, like, again, because of, like, U.S. comics often rebooting when they get a new creative team or a, a big, like, a, like, you ca- like, there are obvious jumping on points. Uh, I guess my question to you guys that have read a lot of long-running manga series can you jump into one piece at chapter 58 like can you jump into chainsaw man at chapter 31 because people must right like if you're reading these magazine serializations like you're inherently not jumping in at the first chapter of every one of these and yet you're enjoying them and probably buying the tankobon so what do you think about that because like on the other hand those i have read like there is very much progression like it never retrenches it never resets so one might argue it's probably best to read it from chapter one on so where do you stand on that uh maybe early early one piece you could probably get you know you don't have to start start from chapter one i mean you kind of miss a lot if you don't but i would never recommend someone jumping onto the current story right now in chapter 1060 that's that's coming out (laughs) on sunday like it it, like yeah, it's a new story, but there's so much backstory to it, it that there's you're, you're missing so much that like it, 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 like you would just be lost. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you can jump in, even though Berserk is not uh, uh, relatively long as opposed to other series. But even Berserk, if you if you pick up volume like. Uh, the the deluxe volume five mm-hmm. or six and start reading it, which is pretty much halfway through, you're not going to know. There's, there's, no. there, are, there are story details where you're just not going to get it, and it's it's not a Jim Shooter situation where the the big beats are constantly being reiterated. Like uh, somebody mentions Ace in in one piece, and you're just like, who the hell? If you didn't know what happened, happened, um, you you wouldn't know. Because they don't bring it up, it's just a, mm-hmm. another. It's it's a memory in terms of the giant narrative. I like it like that. I think that's that. Well, that's how stories progress because they don't look at these things as obviously they they realize that they're presented in chapter form, but it's a story. It's all one giant story, right? Yeah. 
which baffles me that the thing has sold as much as it has. I bet a lot of um, the money generated by One Piece was those that did go back and started reading. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think um, the first volume probably has uh, mega sales because, I mean, it doesn't click with everybody. So I'm guessing that that first volume has sold a ridiculous amount of, of copies. Yeah. Maybe, I, like maybe the first two. But uh, yeah, it's good to be Oda. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't we, because we're, we're almost two hours at the moment. Mm-hmm. Why don't we uh, use our, our man- manga reads for our In Your Travels? And I think Mike and I are going to tag team. Oh, look our, at that. On our In, In Your Travels. That sound good? Whatever. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean any before you do that, any any parting thoughts about like just manga in general or you know, we we are very focused on Shonen Jump, I think, because the app makes it so accessible. Um, you know, Viz is the juggernaut in the US in terms yeah. of bringing stuff over. I mean, Viz had Viz sold more manga in the US last year than you know, than Marvel and DC sold comics in the direct in the non-direct market you know i mean like they, they're you know they're a juggernaut and and dark horse i don't even have the numbers handy because they're got a but dark horse ceo said that their manga which i think berserk's dark horse right vince yeah is that yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 they, they said dark horse i think dark horse said manga was like four times they sold four times as much manga in the u.s last year as they did like american comics including like all the you know Black Hammer and Mignol, like, like yeah. it's so again, like we talk when we talk about Dark Horse, we talk about Lemire, we talk about Mignola, but like Dark Horse makes their money from manga, <laughs> like that's where they that's where their bread's buttered. So you know, yeah. it, this is a phenomenon. I can't talk about manga without being uh, disturbingly facetious. So because uh, you know how I feel about it, I just think it's flat out better than American comics. I can't sugarcoat it. It 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 in in all respects, manga is better. Than well, so but but unpack that. Is it because some of the things we talked about? Is it because it's, it's by a singular it, creative voice, and right? It addresses it's, it's, it's one story. It's it's because of everything we talked about. They they look at storytelling in a different way than American creators do. It, it's a story. It, mm-hmm. it it's it's a, an entity with a head and a tail. Um, the the uh, why not propensity of creators to just let it all hang out and go in crazy and and unplanned directions and let the story and i'm sure it's all planned out before but to make it feel like a spontaneous crazy off-kilter you know endeavor i i i like getting a lot of content for uh, a relatively low price i just uh, i can Mm -hmm. keep saying uh, listing yeah. instances, I just like Japanese manga infinitely more than American mm-hmm. comics. It's it's and it's not at the risk of you know sounding un-American. It, it's one of those things where I when like you're saying, Vince, where, where, where the story matters. It's like when the story is done, that's it. Like you yeah. can you know the, the the creator can go work on it. it it's it's similar to. Um, to, to shows in the UK like like the the original Office, 
two seasons, a Christmas special. That's it. Those characters are done. Here in America, we just—it's the advertisers, it's the ratings. Everything just keeps it going. Whether so, whether it's The Office, whether it's Friends, whether it's Seinfeld, things just have to keep going because it's making them money, regardless of the fact that the story's been over. We have to keep chugging along because we have bills to pay, and it's—it's just—it's nice to know that there's some entertainment, that there's some things that we can enjoy. That this is it. We're enjoying it for the time we have it. And it's done. And now we can move on to something else. Yeah. We're not, it's not overstaying its welcome. Right. But, I mean, don't they're, – they're not angels. There are money-making sure, machines. Sure, 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 like sure. The, I mean, yeah, one piece is still going on. Yeah, but Common Rider, the Super Sentai stuff. Sure. Yeah, they, yeah. If they know that something's going to make money, they'll keep it – they'll perpetuate it. They'll change it up. Like how many Common Riders have there been? Right, yeah. uh, but so, mm-hmm. but they're not but above. Like those are big, but those are owned by companies, right? Like that's also like yeah. that's where it gets into similarities with U.S. comics. A, a problem. One of the issues we have here is that most of the popular stuff is owned by big companies, right? Whereas, yeah. whereas there, it's the, the the vast majority of the most popular manga are creator owned prod, product, right? Yeah. Here, it's rare when a creator owned book comes close to what the the corporate books sell, right? Yeah. Like, it's, isn't that funny? It's the rule over there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like our boy, like our boy Tony, right? Like, like Stray Dogs was a career-making hit for him, right? And you know, it sold tens of thousands of issues, like per issue, right? Like, which is phenomenal, and he made a ton of money. Like, that's great for him. It was awesome, you know. Or like, or like, um, Eight Billion Genies, you know. It's it's like Ron, Ryan Ryan finally has this like massive hit, but like Eight Billion Genies sold tens of thousands of issues, right? Like, I hate Fairyland. Like Scotty's book made him a wealthy guy, but it sold tens of thousands of issues, right? Like. Like, you know, in in Japan they sell millions of issues. You know, like like that. I'm saying it's like it's just the skill so different. It's true. Like what we judge a success. You know, yeah. um, um, and again, so, yeah, they have a, a. We talk about the Puritan work ethic. They have a ridiculous work ethic. Well, like, to your point, I was I was reading an article about Oda, and you know he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but he's like a super reclusive nerd, like because he doesn't ever stop making One Piece, right? So like he works fifteen hours a day. He doesn't leave his his house. Like he because he's he has to put out more one piece. So like yeah. they were like they were like, what do you spend your money? He's got like this cra- he's got crazy props and like custom rooms that like he spent a lot of money on in his home to make it like a playland. But he doesn't almost like he doesn't take vacations because he can't. Like he just he's like I can't he can't go away to the Amalfi Coast for two weeks, like, that's not possible because he gets to draw and write One Piece. So, like, it is it is very different, right? Whereas, like, you know, our our comic friends, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm so under underappreciated, underpaid. And then they're, you know, they're they're playing they're playing Elden Ring for 300 hours and then they're right. going to, and, you know, and then they're going to, you know, they're going to Napa for a week-long wine tour with their wife. It's like, you know, you're living that American life, like, which is cool, like, you do you, like, we all, you know, like, I'm not, like, no shade, but but yeah, to your point in Japan, like they're putting in 16, 18 hours a day every day. It is their craft. Like it is their reason to exist. Right. I think uh, in Oda's case uh, or example, he should really decide that, um, you know, pick an arbitrary year. And in, in like say in, enough's in, enough. in 2030 or in 20, you know, 35, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I got to live. Because he does put a ridiculous amount. He's of time. a young man. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. at this point, I think in another let it let it run for another ten years. That's a whole lot of Tankobon. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is actually he's actually on the record saying that we are in the final stretch now. Oh, cool. Now, okay. now that could mean five to ten more years, but right. it, like like he is like wrapping up the story like this current story that was going on right now. He is answering questions that he's been that he asked eight hundred chapters ago. Like the, right, the, the, right. The, we're, we're getting a lot of story, like big picture story reveals now, right? Mm-hmm. At, at, at such a clip because we're we're, we're wrapping up. But again, we, we still have a, a while to go, right? Because what does it mean when you're that wealthy from uh, an artistic endeavor, but you don't have the time to capitalize on it, right? You don't, you can't enjoy yeah. it you, because well, they're you're, workaholics, right? I mean, it's just yeah. the nature of some people. I mean, yeah, my, I uh, the the guy who founded art, you know. Our, our chairman who, who's passed away. I mean, he, he worked, he was at the office every day until he was 97 years old. Like he, when I told him my dad retired as, for, as a cop at 48, he laughed and said, why on earth would he retire at 48 years old? And I'm like to live his life. But like, you know, there are just people that, that just, and I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if that's Otis way, but like, you know, I get it. Like there are people that are wired that way, you know, just like, yeah. You didn't see the Sicilian Indian tear on that guy's deathbed when he's like, why the fuck did I stay at the office for 97 years? No, dude, I hear you, bro. One, one, before you get to the intro, one other thing about manga, and I think it is important, the very, I mean, what are we talking, 95 plus percent of it is black and white. Yes. And I know that is a huge plus for you, Vince. It is fairly significant negative for me. Uh I mean, again, it seems probably ridiculous for me to say that because I own over a thousand pages of black and white comic art. <laughs> but um, and I've read plenty of black and white comics I enjoy. But but I generally do think that when I'm reading a, a narrative, I prefer color, like very much. And so I think that hurts me too in my ability to connect with it. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, obviously, I, among the four of us here, I'm in the minority here. I'm just saying, like, right, I think no. that's a pretty big distinction. Like, there are very few ultra-successful black-and-white American comics, right? Like, like even throughout history, I mean, there's not that many. Um, ironically, Walking Dead, though, is probably <laughs> funny, right? Like, Walk, Walking Dead is, breaks a lot of rules. Like, Walking Dead is one of the, mo- is the most successful non-Big 2 comic of our uh, of, of our lifetimes, I would argue. Western comic, and it's... Uh, and it's black and white, or it was black and white. Now they're reprinting it in color, but yeah, um, you know. So maybe there is something to that. But I do prefer manga uh, the way it was presented in black and white. But and you've heard me say it here: if I know that there were pages in the original anthologies that were in color and they weren't printed in color in the American translation, that's when I get all salty. Right, right, right. Because then it's not it's not faithful. You know, you just. Yep. Do whatever the hell you want, willy-nilly. It's chaos. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, in your travels time. All right. Well, first we have to do some thanking. We have to thank everybody that that made this possible. And that is, of course, our patrons. Mm -hmm. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one one no apostrophe. Check it out. We would love to have you join the family. Mike's family member. There you go. We, we, We love them all. Um, Mike's a very vocal family member, which is awesome. Try and coax uh, commentary out of some of them is like pulling teeth. But the point being, we have an arena for that, the Slack, dedicated Slack channel, where we meet all the damn time, every day, and we talk about stuff various and sundry. So just go and check it out, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Now, Mike and I... Um, have read the same thing. It's very cool, and it's called. 
Go Go Loser Ranger, <laughs> Volume One, uh, and it's by uh, Negi Haruba, published by Kodansha. Uh, what it is, uh, Jason? You can uh, identify with this because it's a takeoff on the Super Sentai formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked last episode about uh, Shotaro Ishinomori. He's the the granddaddy of the. Uh, not only the, the, the rider formula, but the Super Sentai formula, where you have, in this instance, um, Power Rangers. But they're not called Power Rangers. They're called the Divine Dragon Rangers, uh, also known as the Dragon Keepers. And the, the, the story, in a nutshell, is Earth was invaded. The enemy was... It, it, was, a, it was a year-long, very hard-fought battle, but the enemy... At least the higher ups in the, the the food chain, the big to do enemies were taken out, leaving just the underlings. But because the war was so successful and it made celebrities of the Divine Dragon Rangers and everything that comes with celebrity, um, you know, ticket sales and tchotchkes and all that crap, um, they didn't end the war. They gave the appearance that the war was still being fought. So they had this uh, Sunday showdown where the, uh, quote, enemy would send a monster trying to vanquish the the Dragon Rangers, and it was all totally scripted. They're perpet- perpetuating the war for a decade. And on the uh, opposing side, uh, the uh, agents are, ca- are called dusters, right? And you got... Um, you can the physical appearance of the dusters are really cool. They kind of reminded me a little bit of the Shocker Combat Men from yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, from Common Rider or one of my favorite films of all time, Inframan. They look like the skeleton ghosts in Inframan. But um so you have these underlings that they can transform their physical appearance. And so they, 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 they transform themselves into monsters that are powerful, but not too powerful because they don't want to beat the, the, the rangers because do, in doing so would cause a panic and would not perpetuate this, this illusion that there's a struggle going on between us and them when there's no struggle at all. Uh, but one of the dudes, Fighter D, he's like, screw this. This is horrible. Why are we allowing this? We could, we could be tough and go down there and fight. Let's, let's fight for the cause. But no, we're slaves. We're basically slaves. Um, and that's the whole book. Fighter D actually challenges the Dragon Rangers. And then I'm not going to reveal the specifics because I think, um, there are a number of uh twists and turns in this book that i very unexpected like it plays with the formula very well where there's um there's a couple of eyebrow raising moments in here but uh fighter d actually infiltrates the rangers he becomes a a recruit so he's trying to destroy them from within it's really cool book mike what did you think about it i loved it because uh like you said I, I love the fact that it's a it's a play on the weekly Sentai formula, right. where every Sunday morning they come down. There's a monster who is 
some a mixture of an animal and something else. Like the one, the, the one that they show is the 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 tiger truck. Yeah, and I, I love because you know if you know Japanese that Tora is Japanese for tiger. So they he tra- he transforms into he Tora uh, Tora forms into uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, where is it? Uh, he Tora 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 transforms into a Torak form. It's a giant yeah. truck, truck with, 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 with with a cat ears, basically. <laughs> so, it's so funny. It's and, so stupid. And, and that the the Rangers beat him using the you know they, they talk about how we're gonna beat him this time, and it's you know uh, we'll, we'll we'll get together and we'll use the cannon, which every Sentai team has a cannon that they fire right. at the end of right. every episode before it transforms into a giant monster and all that. Yeah. So the, the only thing that the only thing they're missing so far is a giant robot that they get into. But right now it's just that it's, it's the five Rangers. And I also like that it's each Ranger basically is in charge of like a compound where like, there's like a hundred guys all wanting to in line to be the next red Ranger. Right. Right. And and it's kind of like an army where like, you know, one of the guys is like the third, you know, ranked guy kind of thing. It's like, like, it's like when this Ranger red Ranger is gone, He's third in line to be the Red Ranger kind of thing. Yeah. And the Red Rangers totally play in the game. Like during the battle, uh, uh, Fighter D, well, you know, he he starts stepping out of line. And the Red Ranger's like, what what the hell is going on? He'll whisper to him like, dude, this isn't about you. Just go by the damn script and let's end this. And then he'll play up for the cameras like, oh, no a renegade fighter that we must vanquish like so he knows that there are two sides of this story one the reality that it's that it's a ruse and the another this this uh pre-concocted drivel that they're feeding the people at home and uh, it's really neat because the enemy base is literally chained to the city it floats above the the city, and there's massive chains keeping this enemy base hovering above the city. And the the monsters just kind of drop down every Sunday. Oh, here comes another one. Well, we got to fight them. Uh, it, it's a really good book, but I think it's a uh, obviously it's a comedy. But there are a number of twists in the first issue, like I did not see coming. Yeah, I know. It, and it was crazy, right? Um, the the rangers have divine artifacts whether they be the dragon blaster or uh you know a sword they're they're each each ranger has their own divine artifact and uh fighter d tries to steal one of the uh the artifacts and he's aided by someone from the well a couple of someone's from the inside and i was like whoa that was neat like you didn't see it coming that there could actually be double agents within the the uh the ranger headquarters that it's just cool so um if you want to uh read something that's not gonna require a lot of uh back work on on your part go go loser ranger by negi haraba from kodansha and the first uh, volume is only 10.99 so it's the cheapness the cheapness yeah and mike by all means if you want to Fly solo with another one. You go. Well, I I know you'll you'll love this, but uh, part okay. of the reason why I my not only because you because you uh, read it, but also Go Go Loser Ranger will be an anime next year. Oh, <laughs> yay! <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, kind I, of fun. I, yeah. I, now something so, like this would be cool because yeah, 
it you know plays into the whole sentai aesthetic but i would like to see a live action version of it would be mm. really neat yeah that'd be cool yeah um all right so uh in your travels uh i posted this in best thing i read this week uh recently um and uh i picked it up on a whim because uh going th- i went to barnes and noble and uh you know just looking through some stuff and uh i found this one and the the cover got me it is called the gay who turned kaiju by kazuki minamoto and the cover is the the main character Ar- arashiro who is a darker skinned japanese japanese, japanese uh, high school kid being embraced by what you find out is himself but he has this gigantic kaiju head and the kaiju head it kind of looks like a giant like um like a giant uh like uh like a squiddy kind of thing or it's or like a dragon it's really bizarre the the whole premise of the book is that arashio is uh is gay and he finds out you know, overhearing two of his teachers talking, one of which being one that he really respects and likes that because he thinks that he sees him, finds out that that, that, that this teacher hates gay, you know, thinks that, that gay is like horrible, you know, like Ugh, gross, I hate it kind of, kind of thing. And it destroys him because he goes, this is the guy who I thought was looking out for me. And he, he not even knowing it, hates who I am just because of, of who I am. Like, I didn't ask to be this, but this is, you know, he hates me just because I am gay. So he wants to be something different. Like, he's like, I want to be anything but gay. And so he, you know, he, he's in the bathroom, like in the stall, like, like crying and all that. And then he comes out and he has this giant kaiju head because, you know, like, he can't accept the fact that, that you know, he, he wants to be anything else so he becomes a kaiju and the whole story is him kind of coming to grips with the fact that he's trying to get people to accept the fact that that yes he is gay and that doesn't matter because you know he is who he is and you shouldn't judge a person based on what they do or you know like who, who they like and all that it's just you know you should, you should accept who they are and i don't want to say too much only because i feel like this is the kind of story that you need to read the whole way through see all the twists and turns Right. And like it, it but it, it, it like speaking as, as someone who is who is straight, I like I, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to extrapolate just how, you know, how, how I should be feeling. But it, it got me because it, as someone who in high school, you know, didn't I, you know, did get picked on a few times. So, that, you know, I could see it from his side that way. And it just it, it, it really got to me. And I think it's. A fantastic book and is one of those rare one volume uh mangas it's wow. done in it's ch- 10 chapters done in about 250 pages uh at a yen press and it's fantastic i loved it excellent look at that yeah the art's really good i like it a lot it is yeah i'm looking at it look, yeah uh, it sounds great yeah, check it out uh, in your travels, um, I'm going in a lighter direction, um, because with the other things that we talked about, especially Chainsaw Man, it can be a little heavy at times, and it's, it's almost like it's nonstop, you go from one chapter to the next, it really don't, it doesn't give you too many times, too many chances to, to, to catch your breath, but, uh, one of my other favorite mangas recently um 
I think we've got up to nine volumes so far, and it, it's I use it. it I'm, I'm not going to not necessarily a palate cleanser because the the chapters are pretty much done in one. There, there, there are some some stories might um, harken back to something that happens in a previous volume or earlier in the book, but for the most part, every chapter is kind of standalone and that's uh, the way of the house husband. And it's just a, you know, here's, here's, here's Tatsu who, you know, was member of the Yakuza and now he just tends to his home and, and uh, waits for his wife, who's the breadwinner to, uh, to come from work and, and whether he's out shopping and at the fish market and then a cat ends up grabbing the fish from the stand before he can pay for it and he's chased the cat around so it's, it's comical at times um he's dealing with people from his past life uh a lot of the manga that i i i gravitate to whether it's something like this whether it's she loves to cook or she loves to eat i i kind of focus around things that ha- or even like crazy food truck where we're kind of talking about food to some degree. They don't all have recipes or things like that, but they do have little tips and and moments that are grounded in reality where, you know, he, uh, if um, uh, Tatsu's lackey, for lack of a better term, the, the guy who's kind of just following him around to try to better his life, ends up knocking the, uh, the oven off the, the counter. So he has to, um, but he still has to make bread. So he has to, um, come up with a workaround, ends up using the rice cooker, so it'll rise. It, it, just little tips and tricks of the people actually have thought things through, and it's not uh, it's not as 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 ridiculous or outlandish or crazy and and blood filled as as something like like Chainsaw Man or um, or leaning towards the supernatural like uh, Dan the Dan. This is just it's pretty straightforward. My man. Goes around town riding his bike, wearing his you know black suit and his Shiba Inu apron over it, and um, there are people who are still scared of him because they remember him from his past life, and he just shows up to you know buy some groceries, and the guy behind the counter is a little uh, apprehensive because he doesn't know what the hell's going to happen. But it's you know each, each chapter is just pretty much just fun, and and it is. I mean, and and the art's amazing. Um, uh, Kusayuno is. I, I really like the art. Um, it's it. There are moments where it, and and you kind of have to laugh at it because his reactions can be a little extreme. And he's he's yelling when his wife comes home. He's like, "Hey, boss, you escaped from the pen." It's just it, it, there's a lot of fun. There's the, the, there's life and there's love um, between the characters and the and the creator and and the reader on uh, in this book. So, like I said, I think we're up to like nine volumes so far. Um, I'm about halfway through because I, I paused it. I, I get it from the shop, but um, because it can, um, uh, not repetitive, but there's just, you know, you read a volume and you're pretty much, you're good. You, you can chill for a bit before you go back and revisit it just because it is kind of, um, it's, it, it's almost like a sitcom where the, the scenes are basically always the same. He's either at home or he's at the market or he's, you know, just out and about, but um, it's not as, uh, the world isn't as, as vast as something like uh, some of the other, other books we were talking about tonight. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. I do know, I haven't seen 
the anime yet. I believe it's on Netflix. Um, but uh, I I do enjoy it. It's one of the. Uh, it's definitely of a lighter fare. Like I said, compared to everything else we discussed tonight. But Way of the House Husband uh, is my new travels for tonight. Respect, respect. Um, Minor Travels is uh, twofold. First, everybody, we are, uh, as you're listening to this, we are probably, it's probably the 22nd, so you are three days away from Christmas. Uh, So uh, to those who celebrate Merry Christmas, uh, to uh, those who are Jewish, I hope you're having a happy Hanukkah. You're like two-thirds of the way through, right? I am Uh, right. That's right. Um, And, uh, you know, happy Festivus for the rest of us. But... um, We've got one more um, regular episode this month, and then probably a, a bonus. Stay tuned. But anyway, um, then we'll be in 2023, and that means we are just around the corner for our celebration of all that was great in 2022, and that is the 11 O'Clockers, your favorite annual awards show. So uh, go to 11oclockcomics.com. On the top left tab, you will see a uh, a beautiful tab creator by our man dap the 2022 11 o'clockers you click on that it'll bring you to a google form and you have a ballot uh please fill that out uh you can answer one category you can answer all the categories doesn't matter just any anything you feel strong about we realize that most of you don't read uh enough comics that came out this past year in every category so we don't expect you to have an answer for everything um, but there is a favorite manga this year which we added uh because hey we're all grown up um, and uh, the more of you that answer, the better the prize is. Um, it all spells out when you go to the site. Basically, the more responses we get, the bigger gift certificate to uh, for treat to cheap graphic novels we will be giving out on the show. And we normally we haven't set the date for the show, but it's normally like the third week in January, give or take. So you've got about a month to get everything tight and right. But please do. Um, but uh, in terms of of what you should be reading. Um, there's a gentleman that uh, it's a deep cut. Maybe you've never heard of him. His name is a uh, Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a, uh, he's, he's an up and comer. This guy. Um, no, of course, Miyazaki. Uh, I don't think it's hyperbole to say one of the great filmmakers of our lifetimes. Yes. Um, certainly to me, he is. And, uh, and better known as a filmmaker, a uh, feature filmmaker, yeah. I think than than a, um, a comic book a manga a mangaka a comic book creator but that being said he very much um had a long career in that um vince mentioned tonight nausicaa we 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 when nausicaa was ported over here in that beautiful hardcover version we 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 gloriously salivated over it and talked about it a few years back and uh i would still recommend it it's a phenomenal work um and that's probably miyazaki's best known uh, man- uh manga but but that said, um, our friends at First Second, uh, through translator Alex uh, Dudok DeWitt, um, finally secured the rights to bring over Miyazaki's book Shuna's Journey, which was published in Japan in 1983, so 40 years ago. Um, it predates Studio Ghibli by two years. And if you read this, you will feel very at home if you're a fan of studio ghibli movies you will read shuna's journey and feel like you're um reading the seedlings of the stellar multi-decade film run that that miyazaki went on to have um 
the premise is relatively simple. Shuna is the name of a prince of a um, uh, of a. It, it's a it's a post apocalyptic world. Very it's barren. It's desert like. There's very little resource. Shuna is the prince and future ruler of uh, of of his little fiefdom, and times are tough. He hears of a place where you can get grains that will basically allow his people to eat and be prosperous forever. And uh, it's far, far to the west. So he hops on his yachtel, this uh, this this uh, you know creature that resembles something like a like an, a horse and an elk, and hops on it and goes on a journey to try and find these seeds. And that's the that's the journey. And of course. He has all kinds of people that uh, try and get in his way. He comes across two young slave girls that he feels compelled to free, and, and they become a part of his journey as well. And um, and I'll be vague beyond that, but it's it's a relatively straightforward fable. Doesn't really, I wouldn't say it treads new ground in terms of like morality plays. It um, as it's spelled out in the book, it's it's actually based on a. Uh, a Tibetan fable um, that uh, 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 which was loosely translated as the prince who turns into a dog um, and I guess uh, Miyazaki read that fable at some point in his life and it stuck with him and it was the impetus for this book um, visually if you're familiar with Studio Ghibli or or you've read Nausicaa you know what you're getting it's a, it's a it's absolutely a, a visual delight um, I will say that that again for me, what really works here is that it's in color. Uh, Miyazaki colors the the, the work, so it, I, I think that just really fleshes it out for me. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was terrific. And you see a lot of the set pieces and the costumes and the characters and the animals. They are all very evocative of things that you see later in his films. Like even the Yakul, the the elk like steed is is pretty much like part and parcel for the 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 minos like the minonohashi which are in like mononoke like it's it's pretty much the same creature i would say so um so so again like i think there's a, a lovely nostalgic aspect to this if you're just generally a miyazaki fan so big thumbs up to uh first second for finally bringing this to our our american english speaking heathen attentions uh, that's you know. nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listen. I mean, it's been out there for us to read for forty years. It's just we needed someone to do the work and turn it into English for us because we're right. lazy. But uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. So, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Shuna's Journey. Nice. I didn't even know that was out. For a second, bro. Awesome. I will say too that um, the translator uh, did, actually says that they wouldn't necessarily. Um, like they would, if they, they said they would necessarily call this a manga, um, it, it is a manga, like for these purposes. But they said it's really more closely called any monogatari, which is uh, an illustrated story. And I guess that's because this wasn't ever serialized. Like this was, this is basically just an illustrated book from the start. So, but I'm calling it a manga for tonight. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It was called a manga in the solicits, just for the record. Well, it sounds great, and now I got to get it. So there we go. All right, everybody. Hey, oh, jeez, my phone. Thank you for being here with us one more time. We got to give it up for Mike. Yay! Thank you guys for having me. Hey, anytime. Thank you for all the support over the years, and for being such an active member of the Slack. Because 
you know, the slack is uh, it's 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 like a petri dish. You got to it's got to be fed to to continue to grow. <laughs> it's like a, you make of it. It's like a petri dish. <laughs> Someone's got the herpes. Well, <laughs> never get rid of it. No. Uh, so thank you, Mike. It was awesome. Let's not let have this be the the first and last time. Do what you got to do. Get to your comic shops. Buy some comics. Love them. Read them. Kiss your loved ones. Eat good stuff and say good night. Who is it? <laughs> it's You're me, so Snakes. Crazy. I got the stuff. Leave it on that doorstep and get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. All right, Johnny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. <laughs> that is fair. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. I cannot cut it off until a certain point. AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? Guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. Stop me. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey. Hey. i tell you what I'm going to give you, Snakes. Uh-oh. I'm oh, going shit. to give you to the count of ten. It's going to be uh, amazingly hard to, for him to do this. Yellow, we'll... no good keister off my property. David. Good night. Jesus. I win. <laughs> no, he'll get it too. Oh boy. So what are you gonna, what are you gonna read next, Mike? What's on the on the stack? Um. Well, I, I mean, uh, one piece of of, of course, because uh, right. I, I told you guys I reread all of the uh, the Wano arc, which is the, the last like you know four years of, of, of the series. So I'm gonna just gonna keep keep going with that uh, for now. Uh, I don't know what else. You know, there's just a mess to choose from. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, something yeah, out there I, for everybody. I had, I had also restarted Bleach when uh, Rick Savage uh, had posted about the anime coming out again. So I'm like, oh, David. <laughs> <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas, you filthy animal. That's right. Yeah. So cool. All right, everybody. Mike, thanks again. It was it was awesome. No, yeah, thank you. A blast, dude. <laughs> Now, do what you got to do. Tell them you love them. You're right. Jason? Love you. Well, I, I very much love them, especially because it's the holidays, and you know how much I adore the holidays. Yeah. And I'm in the Yuletide spirit, so Merry Christmas. Come January. No, then I'm just, then I'm just out of this. I'm watching rubbish. Uh, you better come seasonal. out and stop oh, me. Oh, stop. Then I have seasonal effects. <laughs> oh, you I think that vitamin D. Hey. Right. That's it for that one. <laughs>